Hey! Oh, man. We are back in the saddle, Christopher. I'm so excited to be back in the Snarf Talk studios. We're in double digits of the triple digits. Double digits of the triple digits? 110, man. Ooh. 10 episodes past 100. Can you believe it's been 10 weeks? It feels like Since when you say centennial? that, it's episode 100 kind of feels like you're starting over, right? It and then does. you think 10 episodes, and you're like, man, that's nothing when we've done 100. Right. But then you think about it, it's 10 weeks. It that's <laughs> a long time. That's what I'm saying. It's been 10 weeks since our centennial, and that's like, that's a, that is a long time. Our snarf tenial. Snarf Tenniel. Isn't that what I named the episode? I don't think so, but... I think it is. You should have. I don't know if I I did or not, but um, either way, yeah, we're back in it. 110, um, starting now. Now. And all of the holidays are over. We're not going to speak of those again. No, we're going to move on and pretend like they never existed. Exactly. They were wonderful, but... Yeah, they were wonderful. I had a lot of time off, and that was great. Um, but, but we're done. I mean, it's, it's a new year. It's a new time. Yeah. It's a new life. Yeah. It's a new beginning. Yeah. That's the way people think of it for some <laughs> unknown reason. I saw, again, I'm big on TikTok. You know this. Yeah. Um, I saw a lady posted a TikTok that said she was talking about how, you know, she's, I've been stuck in the house for like eight months and doing absolutely nothing, having no ambition, basically stuck in this depression. She's like, but then. January 1st came around and you throw all of that out of out of the window for no reason whatsoever other than it's like a non-existent date that everybody starts new. Yeah. And she's like, "Now I feel great." And I went outside and I took a walk and I I got all of this like ambition to start this yeah, project. Yeah, like, it's a new year. I can I can actually go outside now. Yep. And you're like, you're t- "You could have the whole time." Yeah. Right. <laughs> you absolutely could have. But for some reason, there's a lot of places that are still like closed around here, obviously, because of the I guess COVID I don't thing. really live in the like the extended world, so I don't I don't really go anywhere or You're, do anything. Yeah, that's so. I mean, except for New Orleans, Wisconsin Dells. Uh, yeah, I'm going you to know, the Florida, Florida in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, or three weeks. <laughs> right, right. So about you not doing anything. Yeah, um, I don't believe you. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you just mean like you don't go to Walmart or any of the restaurants close to us. You know, actually, I've been out and about quite a bit lately. Yeah, I know. So I don't understand why you just said that. <laughs> I don't <know> either. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Casey's for some reason. So I frequent the Casey's here in town and they're closing the kitchen from two to four every day. Oh, because two to four is the Corona hour. Uh, I was wondering. <laughs> Because yeah. I've heard that. That's I've, the most contagious time of day. Yeah, the witching hours yeah. of Corona are 2 to 4 in the afternoon. It's, it's probably just because they're having like uh, staffing issues. I That's what I assumed. But then I started thinking like maybe it's like their downtime in the afternoon as well. Like it's a lower like... Uh, yeah, maybe they're not making any money. A lower period. Not a lot of, of pizzas getting sold between 2 and 4. But then I, I rethought this because I was there at 2.30 and our school gets out at 2.10. And at two thirty, there are a lot of people at Casey's because they're yeah. But are they buying food? I wanted to get pizza today. <laughs> I went there. I was like, man, I want a slice of pizza because I'm fat and I don't have any resolutions that say I'm going to lose weight for this month. And uh, went there like, yeah, I could get some pizzas. I could get a two thirty pizza. Yeah, absolutely. And it was all dark. It's like black. And I asked the lady, I was like, your kitchen's closed, huh? Like, you're done with the kitchen now, huh? She's like, oh, yeah, it's closed from 2 to 4. 
And there was like three other people behind me and we all kind of looked at each other like wondering why. But I was like, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get, (laughs) I'm not going to get into this conversation. I'm just going to say, okay, and leave with my bag of Funyuns and gallon of milk and go home. Just stand in the parking lot, (laughs) shoving Funyuns in my face (laughs) and gulp guzzling out of a gallon of milk. Yeah. Just, I literally stood in front of the cashier, just dumped milk in my face just for spite. (laughs) You know, um, I've had the opposite um, experience as you because this week I started a diet, along with ninety eight percent of the <laughs> of the world. Yeah, yeah, and I've stuck to it all week. I'm down three and a half pounds. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm just like, not, not doing keto. No, but it's I'm, not worth I'm it. doing like uh, I'm using an app called My Fitness Pal. Oh, I love that app. I'm logging all my food, mm-hmm. and so I have it set right now for seventeen hundred calories a day, which yeah. is what it recommended to me. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna start working out too, so I'll, obviously I'll up that probably at that point. But I haven't really this week that much. So I'm like, man, that is gonna be it's gonna be terrible. Seventeen hundred calories, like that's gonna be awful. You think it's so many calories? Like I'm eating. Like, I, all I do is I don't eat breakfast. Right. I eat a salad for lunch. I eat whatever I want for dinner. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you still have 500 calories. I know. And I'm like, five. I need to get into this. You need to keep me accountable, Chris. Yeah. And do that. Because so I've just been shocked by it because, like, I enjoy salad. First off, I like making a good salad. I don't like salad at restaurants. They don't make them the way that well, I like them. Well, how do you like them? I like, like. Explain a, to me your salad preference. You want. Okay. I okay. want to know. Preferably spinach. Right? I love baby spinach. But I'll do a spring mix too, either one. You know, I'm a big fan of a spring mix. Amy isn't. So I'm the only one that eats it's just half spring spinach mix. and half other lettuce. Oh, no, there's like arugula in it, spinach, regular like romaine, I think. Yeah. And the purple some, stuff. Yeah, some other purple thing. Purple drink. <laughs> yeah, purple drink. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll start off with that. And then I'll okay. do either some feta. Or maybe blue cheese, but typically feta cheese. You do the feta because you're so in love with Boba Fett. Yeah, that's right. That's why. Um, I'll also add a little bit of shredded cheddar, too, maybe, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling crazy. I love me cheese. Um, six to eight pitted Kalamata olives. Oh, I thought you meant tablespoons of dressing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and then some cherry tomatoes. Dash nice. those in there. Maybe some, uh, maybe some bacon bits, if I'm okay. feeling lucky. Frisky. Um, and, uh, yeah, some kind of, uh, low calorie dressing. Like uh, right now I'm eating a honey Dijon or a honey mustard. Love honey mustard. Anything with honey mustard in the name, I'll eat it. And it's like a 10 calorie dressing. So really this one I got, I don't know. That's like per tablespoon though. For two tablespoons. Two. It's a little pretty low, but generally I'll put on a Greek dressing. I really like that or blue cheese or. Um, I like uh, poppy seed, and I also like Caesar. I love Caesar, but that's usually pretty high in calories. Yeah, but you get the diet stuff. That's fake. That's not real Caesar. Yeah, it doesn't whatever. even taste like Caesar. I don't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but you. I do like salads as well, but I, I tend to get burnt out on them because at the beginning of a diet or at the beginning of me trying to eat healthy, I will just pound salads like crazy. And then I burn myself out on it, and I don't want them anymore, and I get angry. Well, then I just switch like I, to hard-boiled eggs and yogurt, Greek yogurt. Oh, I like hard-boiled eggs. You, so you put the hard-boiled eggs in, in the Greek, Greek yogurt. yogurt. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> just sounds like such a good idea. Yeah. So I have right now I'm having a salad 
a hard-boiled egg, and a Greek yogurt for lunch. And it's only like 500 calories. So I was on keto um, before the holidays, lost quite a bit of weight, gained it all back plus some. Yeah. Because... Because that's how it works. I'm an idiot. <laughs> and uh, But I told Amy, like, at the end of that, I was like, I, this is not a feasible diet for me. I cannot do this with kids around at all. And Amy tends to cut out pretty quick, pretty quickly. Just because, like, at the hospital it's really hard for her to stay on keto because there's like different like surgical reps that come in and bring like huge trays of food. The doctors will buy food all over the place. They have a cafeteria available to them all the time. There's just always terrible food around in the surgical department, um, according to her. And I believe her, like it, it sounds like an amazing amount of food and it's really hard to stay away from when you bring you know, a salad and yeah. you see all of this stuff around where everybody's eating like a potluck, you know? Um, so I understand that. So if I don't have somebody doing it with me in the house and the kids obviously are not on a keto diet and they waste food like terrible, they just leave things on their plate. Well, who's there to finish it? Yeah. Dad. Dad ho- finishes that food. Yes. And I, so it's like impossible or I, I waste it all. I was putting like plates of food out to the chickens because I was on keto. I was like, this is really dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. I need to eat this food, um, which is an American like ideology that we need to get away from. But then I ended that diet because the holidays were coming around. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm going to get back on my fitness pal app because it's a wonderful app. If, and it's a lot better now than the first time I downloaded it. Because the first time I downloaded it, it didn't have a lot of the foods in there. But you can like take pictures of oh, yeah, all of your easy. foods and like great. tons it's, of stuff. And they have like whole meals in there that you can uh, put, and it'll give you all of the calorie count for that, or like all the macronutrients that you want to track, right? And it's a super easy app to use. And I, the first time I ever tried to lose weight, I used that app, and it worked wonderfully by just by counting calories. And a lot of people dog the whole. Oh, I don't want to have to count my calories, but this app makes it very easy. Yeah. We are not paid by my fitness pal, but I feel like we should. Uh, they're owned by Under Armour. Did you yeah, I did. Um, so it's a really great app, but that's what I told Amy. I have right been before. paid by Under Armour, like vast sums of money. You have? Yeah. Why? They buy a lot of trees off me. Under Armour? Yeah. Just randomly buys trees from you from Chicago. Yeah, so the Chicago store. Yeah, the Chicago store. One year they um, had like a program they wanted to do where they were going to do living Christmas trees throughout their entire store. Wow! And they ordered like twenty spruce trees, and they wanted to leave them in the store in the root ball, and then after Christmas, have me come get them and so take them it's... out to like the south side of Chicago and plant them in like depressed neighborhoods, and then like donate them. Okay. But they had no plan in place for this, all right? So first of all, they had no idea the size of these trees they're dealing with, right? And so they get back to me, and I'm like, first, my first inclination is I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that job. That's that's going to be a a pain in the ass. And Marley's like, just do it. I'm like, okay. And it was a lot of money, like a lot. Okay. Because I just, like, charged them a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's Under Armour, so. So, whatever. They, uh, I took the job, and they're like, okay, just so you know, we'd like you to be done with everything before the store opens at, like, 7 a.m. 
Oh, my. So. Oh, like get all the trees in the building yeah. before they open? Okay. So I couldn't get the trees here because we didn't have them. And it was like in the middle of, it was like at the end of November. Uh, that seems late. Yeah. It was like, well, there was protesting and rioting going on downtown. Because like the G5 of, or G7 summit? Yeah. It, would, no, like it was the uh, Occupy Wall Street stuff, I think. Okay. Um, so they couldn't get them in and whatever. We got them in. It might have been right around Thanksgiving. But we couldn't get the trees here. So I had to drive basically up to the Wisconsin border to get these trees. So driving, I drive up to the Wisconsin border and like late in the afternoon, of course, it gets dark at like four o'clock. Right. I get these trees. It's like th- two and a half, three hours away where I'm going. Um, got the iTrees truck trailer on the back. Truck and trailer or just the trailer full of trees. Nothing on the truck. I get about halfway home um, on 47 and blow a tire. I remember this. So I pull off on the side of 47. I got nothing. I call the guys that work for me at like 8 o'clock at night. And I'm like, you need to drive. And I was like way north. I was up by like Huntley. Yeah. I'm like, you need to get up here with jacks and tires and uh, another truck and trailer. (laughs) And so (laughs) we recorded like the day after this happened, because I remember you telling me this story. Okay, so we they by the time they get up, I mean it's a couple of hours they get up there. It's like mm-hmm. it's like ten, eleven o'clock at night. I don't know. It's ten below zero. Oh my god! And I have to unload an entire trailer of trees with a Toro Dingo onto on another t- truck and trailer <laughs> on forty seven. Oh my gosh! Um, and so we do that. By the time I get home, it's like two o'clock in the morning, and you got to leave again to go up to and Chicago. And I left at like three thirty. To go to Chicago. So I pull into Chicago to the alley behind the store, walk in, nobody's nobody's there. Banging on doors. I'm calling people, like, nobody's here. You gotta get in. Finally, I get a hold of somebody and they come there. The guy, the guy's like, okay, well, you can come in here through the back. Unbeknownst to me, it's a two-story store. Oh no. And these are thousand-pound trees. Right. So I loaded trees one by one onto a service elevator, <laughs> brought them up. We did everything by hand because I couldn't use any of my equipment. So we're right. using dollies for all these trees. I load, it was like 27 trees or something. Holy crap. Uh, load them all in. We get it. And so I'm bringing these trees in and the guy doesn't have any idea where they're supposed to go in the store. No, nobody has a plan. Oh nobody has an idea. Heck. I'm like, where, you got to give me a map. Where are these trees going? He's like, oh, I don't know. And some of them, and so he's like, he's like, just put them wherever you want. And so I'm walking around the store. I'm like, oh, we got to get going. So I'm like, and I'm kind of being an asshole to this guy. I this would way. assume. Uh, yes. I'm like, we got to get going. So I'm going to design this, yes. put the trees out. So, and you know, so I got trees on pedestals with stuff around them and all kinds Holy of stuff. Cow. And right as I'm finishing up, right before the store opens, the manager walks in and he's like, what's uh, going on? I don't want those there. And he, he made us move every single tree. Wow. <laughs> was there like an upcharge for that? Um, no. So we got the job done. We get back. And so Christmas goes by. Of course, nobody's watering these trees. They all um, died. They are all basically dead. But anyway, Christmas goes by and, you know, they call me up and they're like, hey, what are we supposed to do with all these trees? And I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't my, <laughs> yeah, part of my not, job. That's not my job. You said you wanted trees. I brought you the trees. There was nothing in my contract for me saying we were supposed to pick them up or plant them or anything. They're like, well, we wanted to donate them. I'm like, okay, I will give you a quote to come pick up the trees. 
and take them somewhere and donate them. Where do you want them donated? And they're like, oh, I don't know. This oh is right after the Coal City tornado. And I'm like, well, there was just a tornado yeah. in a local town. I'm like, I'll come get them. We'll plant them in that town for the tornado. And they're like, okay, sounds great. And I'm like, here's my bill. <laughs> and I charged them the same exact amount. I charged them to, for the trees and to bring them there because I'm like, well, I got to go get them. I got to bring them back it's and I got to plant same, them. Yeah, it's the exact same amount of work plus more. Yeah, plus more. So, and they're they're super pissed at, at that point. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Deal then with them yourself. Your trees. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they paid me, and I came up and got them, and I couldn't plant them. Obviously, the ground was frozen by that point, and they were all dead. Yeah. So I set them out um, and mulched them in, and I'm like, if they survive in the spring, I'll plant them. They did not. Not a single one. No. Wow. So I was able to... Um, Have a hell of a bonfire? <laughs> no. I, uh, Coal City Area Club wanted them... Uh, for to, fish? For fish. For yeah. like uh, fish habitat. So they, we ended up cutting them all and bringing them over there, and they dumped them in for fish habitat. Well, that's a good idea. So they it all worked. I mean, yeah, I made really, a ton of money. I, mean, yeah, I love it. I, I, that's why I like only wear Under Armour clothing. <laughs> you have an Under Armour <laughs> shirt on right now <laughs> as we speak. So the next year I call them. I'm like, hey, uh, you, you, want, know, you want to do that again? You want some trees? And they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like, F off. We don't ever want your trees again. Even though they did none of the work. No, no. They, and they didn't even pay for it. The corporate paid for it. That was what they were pissed off about. They didn't even know really anything about this. This all came down from corporate in New York. Oh, so, I mean, the manager maybe knew, but they didn't even have the map. Some designer somewhere here's in a, New York made the map. Here's the problem, though. If you call yourself a manager, you should probably manage that, right? And have at least one person in the know yeah. to get you in and, te- and like have an idea of where the trees are going. He could be mad all he wants, but you should at least be a, like a little bit prepared. <laughs> yeah. Marley said that we used one for our Christmas tree that year. Yeah, we did. Oh, you did? Yeah. This dead, no, shabby-looking tree? We couldn't have because I brought them back after Christmas. Anyway, um, what's crazy is that the store ended up being closed for a bunch of that month because of those riots. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to do any of it. That's funny. Let's see. Follow, follow the three C's of nutrition. I don't know what that is. I don't know what the three C's are either, but... I don't need to take nutrition advice for somebody that's in stellar shape. So. I know, incredible <laughs> shape. It has to work zero on it. it does uh, no work, and he stays in incredible shape. And then he'll wakeboard in front of you <laughs> and cut your legs out from underneath of you as you try to stand up on a kneeboard. Um, Unfair. Uh, Danny said, I carried bushels, bushes packaged by, packaged by nursery, tree spade, dirt ball thing on bottom, wire mesh. That's what all of ours are, basically. They weighed 300 pounds. Good workout. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on about the places that we've brought trees. I've, right. We work in Chicago. I've taken the them time. up it flights of stairs. I've taken 1,200 pound trees up flights of stairs and not one. How, how do you do that? Like dozens and dozens and dozens of them. But um, how do you take them upstairs? I uh, get it. I brought them over with my Toro Dingo. Right. I set them down. I put, uh, I had to build ramps. I had to go get lumber. Oh, really? And, oh. and we dollied them up. Took four people to push them up. Two people on the front, two people on the back to push them up one at a time, and that job was like twenty trees. You need to. And buy... It was not a small flight of stairs. I'm not, I'm talk, not talking about four stairs. I mean, it was like twenty stairs. Really? Yeah, it was ridiculous. Don't they have like these crawler things that like go upstairs? They like 
rotate and go upstairs, Probably. just buy one of those. Yeah, they... that's all you need to do. <laughs> it's cheap. Um, oh yeah, Marley says yes. They didn't have room for two or three of them, so we bought them back, and they paid us to cut it. And they paid us and cut it for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. They cut your own Christmas tree. No, Under we, we Armour supplied it. you with yeah. a Christmas tree. <laughs> they paid for the tree. We brought it back, and then we used it as a yeah. Christmas tree. Nice. Um, those are the perks of the tree biz. That is why there's so much money wasted in these gigantic <laughs> bureaucratic corporations. Right. Is that kind of stuff. <laughs> it made my year, though. Well, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it absolutely did. And I, how it was 27? I think it was like it was over 20. I don't know exactly how many it was, but I mean, it was a lot of trees. First it's time re- I ever went to Shake Shack. Oh, really? It was Shake I, Shack I've never around been. The corner. Um, yeah, we've done crazy. I planted trees for the mob, um, legitimately the mob, and it's also the place where they film a reality show about the mob. What? That's a whole other story. I'm not going to get into that one. Well, I want to know the reality show. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name. I'll, I'll, I'll dig it up. And then I, the number one restaurant in the world, Alinea, I provided oh, yeah. them trees um, to use in one of their dishes. Just branches. Branches, yeah, for peppermint <laughs> snow. That's amazing. <laughs> This is the kind of stuff I need to get into, selling branches off trees. Like yeah, is, well, I brought the whole tree. Oh, you just took them one whole tree? I, I, they didn't, Did you they charge were not them? specific about what they wanted. Did you charge them by the branch? Nope. And they told me, they're like, we, need, we want this type of tree for whatever. And I'm like, okay, I got a bunch of them. And, it, and this was, um, actually, I believe. It doesn't seem worth it, though, for one tree. I'm like, here's the deal. The trees are $500 a piece. Yeah. You don't need to plant them. So I just cut them off with a chainsaw, threw them in the back of my truck, and took them up. They ordered oh. like 20 trees. Oh, they did? Yeah. And I, oh, I thought it was like one tree. No, I stacked them up in the alley by the dumpster, and then they used them to put food on. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and then they ordered again. Oh, they did? Yeah, twice. I didn't know they did it yeah. twice. Huh. Must have been pretty good service by the old iTrees company. Everybody loves us. We're the best. I, I Best lo- in the biz. I love you. <laughs> Um, all of that to say, I was going to start counting calories again too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I like the My Fitness Pal app, and I want to do that. But you have to hold me accountable because I can't hold myself accountable. I have no willpower, and I am. Do you want to compete to see who can eat the least amount of calories in the day? Um, like every day, we'll show our calorie <laughs> counts. I guess we can do that, and- but it's kind of dangerous to go under nine hundred. So is this like, let's redo an earlier episode? I've never told that story before, have I? You have. About Alinea, but not, um, I don't think you have with no, the Under Armour I never one. told the Under I mean, I knew, I knew about that story, and I knew about the tire blowing out, and you, because I know we recorded like that week. I don't think so. This was before the podcast. No, I think it was the first year we ever did the podcast. Okay. You got to remember, that was like 20... 2012. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it was, but like 2018. Okay. Um, that winter was the first winter we did it, and we only recorded like a couple times before Christmas. Okay. Well, we started in November, and we only recorded like twice. We were like two-week spans but until we hit January of 2019, and that's when we started recording week to week. I think this was earlier than that. Really? Yeah, I think well, that, I remember it was probably story. another tree-related malady. <laughs> I guess it could have been. Um, mob good to go. Yes, twice about the tree branch. Oh well, it was two minutes. I did. I didn't flounder with the story. Ian, get off our backs, bro. <laughs> it's 110 Come episodes, on. man. <laughs> yeah, you think we remember every episode? 
Uh, okay, so we don't have to jibber jabber. Apparently, they're not enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we shouldn't. So we can just get right into our Wonder Woman. Well, wait. I have a couple spring stretchers Ooh. that I want to get after. I texted one to you the other night with no response whatsoever. Chris doesn't respond to me anymore. He doesn't like me on the off seasons, on the off days. Um, I'm not a good texter. No, you're terrible at texting. <laughs> anyway, the, so I have three. One of them involves your insurance because I'm probably going to sue you. Okay. Um, and I'll just get into that right now. So ICE. Join the club. I got like four I, pending lawsuits. So. <laughs> ICE is just a miserable bitch. You yeah. know that? And I parked out here, you know, right out in front of our studio here. And, and uh, freshly salted. Right. Except for where my driver's side door was. So I opened the door and I hopped out because I thought it'd be gravel, you know. And I busted my ass so hard coming oh, out of my truck. No. And I thought, this is a perfect time to sue iTrees, Harford Farms, literally everything. Just take everything out from underneath of you. But I'm not injured. So I You're guess. not litigious. No. What's that? Um, like willing to litigate. Oh, right. Easily. And I'm not willing to lie about injuries. But I, I think I bruised my butt. I once got sued by somebody who ran into my parked truck. I don't, have I told this story? I don't think so. Okay, I have my truck, my iTrees truck parked in Chicago. Somebody ran into the parked truck, and the passenger of said seat went to a chiropractor because she had an ankle injury from pa- pushing the phantom brake in front of her. Really? And I lost the lawsuit. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, she got $15,000 from my insurance company. Holy smokes. So did the driver, but... <laughs> because of where you were parked? Um, no, it? I was parked legally. Cops said I that did nothing wrong. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't though. matter. When you're a business, you lose. Wow. And both the passenger and the driver together went to the same chiropractor a month later at the same time and both had the same diagnosis, their left foot from hitting the brake pedal, even though there is no brake pedal on the passenger side. Well, right. There is nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Well, that's terrible. Well, I guess I won't sue you then. Yeah, please um, don't. I'll take, the, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that off my list. But... Remember, it's a possibility. If I have any injuries in the future, it may come back and haunt you. Um, next one is HBO Max. It's a fine app. I like some of their content. Um, and closed captioning seems to be like an easier option to understand shows, right? There are some shows that... I'm a big fan of closed captioning. Yeah. I, I wasn't at first. I never used to be, but we had a conversation about it and I started turning it on more, especially with like um, uh, The Last Kingdom. Some of the accents are really thick and you don't necessarily know what they're saying. So if you turn on closed captioning, you can understand the show a lot better when you have accents like that. So we do that, uh, Amy and I. And I've been doing it on HBO Max randomly. I turned it on the other night and they are so enormous on the screen they they'll jump from the bottom to the top and it'll be huge block letters it's like all caps i feel like they're screaming at me and they cover up most of their faces like right in the middle of the screen it'll cover up their faces or it'll be on the bottom and they'll add like their own closed caption like in the show like when somebody's speaking a different language covers up all of that it covers up the top of their faces sometimes it's horrendous it's an absolute nightmare and they need to get that fixed. Okay. Because it's really dumb. Like <laughs> can, I don't, you, can you adjust it in the settings? No. It's just on or off. Hmm. 
you can it, when when you get to it, it just says on or off. Other apps allow you to adjust the closed caption. Netflix, perfect. Netflix, it's just yeah, Netflix has got the streaming thing down. Yeah, they got it, and it's <laughs> absolutely perfect. But HBO, man, Netflix they, also has the best interface. Oh yes, by I mean. Far. Disney HBO Plus is, is by far the most organized, like if you're trying to find something. It's very slow for me on my Fire Stick, though. I know you don't have that issue, but no. I have a very rough time like navigating Disney Plus because of the, of the lag, and it's the same thing with HBO Max. HBO Max is the exact same way as Disney Plus. Huge lag every time you try to pick something. It's really annoying. Um, but their closed caption? Terrible. Stretch is just Absolutely perfect. terrible. Last spring stretcher I have happened also today, um, and it was a really random occurrence. I was in the kitchen making lunch for me and Grambo, and I just happened to like turn around and caught something moving in my yard that just like caught my attention. I was like, "What the heck was that? Like, there shouldn't be really anything in my yard that of this size." So I run out the front door, and the mail lady drove through my yard. <laughs> What? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. She, and then I went out there and looked at her tracks. She pulled up to my my mailbox. She obviously put the mail in, and then she, instead of like backing back out onto the road and driving away like normal, she drove through the two oak trees around my sandbox that I've built, and then looped around past that little. I have a big concrete slab there from an old um, like corn crib. And she went past that and back into my driveway and then left. That's a, that's a crazy. And, uh, it's I'm not pretty, even you have a big driveway. I'm pretty sure it's frowned upon in the mail carrier community <laughs> to drive through yards, you know. And I'm not necessarily mad, just disappointed, you know, because <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't do that. I'm really disappointed with them. I really am, and it's the same Jeep that comes every day. I, I think that people that got Jeeps. They like to off-road it, man. They, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised she didn't prop it up on the sandbox and take a picture of one tire off the ground. I'm like, man, I spent 40 grand on this very <laughs> mediocre vehicle. Yes. I better use it. Right. I could get water through my floorboards. <laughs> There's a plug in my floorboards yeah. to let water out. I mean, it all rusts away. <laughs> but <laughs> but I just, it blew me away. I that's literally never happened. I have, there's really no reason she could have driven up to my garage, you know, and like got up on the concrete back around to get out of the driveway if she wanted. Apparently, I, I, maybe I pissed her off. I don't know. Yeah. But I, well, I'm sure you pissed her off. I'm positive. I'm it's sure. that letter you sent to yourself that was addressed to <laughs> fuck you, Bailey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Maybe she didn't like that one, but it did. It blew me away. And, you know, to be honest, she could have done that any other time besides this week when we didn't have snow, like before the snow, and I would have never known that happened. But now that there's snow on the ground, I can clearly see your tracks <laughs> driving through my yard. <laughs> Maybe she's done it before. I don't know. But uh, Ian says, I caught up today, guys. Cheers. Hey, that means he caught up on episodes. Oh, he Awesome, did. Ian. That's, Good job. That's some uh, high-quality listening. And Nolan pointed out that you must have flexed it off. Your fall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Of course I flexed right away. Just like you flex COVID off every day. I'm pretty sure I do. I I think I had it once already, maybe twice. You think because you don't really know because you flexed it off. That's true. I mean, it's a skill that I possess that other people need to get into. 
Um, all right. So, Wonder okay, now, Woman. Yeah, now we can talk. Okay, about guys. Everything. Everybody's been waiting. Everybody's been asking. They want to mm-hmm. know about our review of Wonder Woman. So, that's what we're going to do. It is part of our what, what we've been watching, what we're watching. Uh, Wonder Woman was definitely on my list of things to watch because I've wanted to see it for a long time. It's been hyped up for a long time. Yeah, we've been talking about it for like a year, and I oh, loved I the early like, trailers and stuff, so I'm, I was super excited about it. I think it was like two years because we waited for this movie for a long time, and then all of a sudden it popped up on HBO Max. I can't, the nowhere. last one came out in like 2016 or something, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a long time ago. And then I think it was like 2018, the first trailer came out for it. Yeah. It was a long time ago. So there'll be uh, some spoilers. Yeah, it'll be a lot of spoilers. Probably, probably nothing too crazy, but... No, I'm literally spoilers. going to... But I'm going to just tell movie. you right now, you're not going to care. If you haven't seen it, don't worry about the spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't worry about any of this coming up. All right, so what do you think of it? Um, overall. So yes. like my overall impression right off the bat is it looks good. Right, it looks great. I think the cinematography is good. Um, I I like kind of the '80s genre a little bit. When you get it, it's not always upfront that they're in that time frame. Um, but it is very much subpar. <laughs> it is a very subpar movie. I'm super disappointed in it. I thought. I loved the first one except for the third act, right? Like the end of Wonder Woman, the original was not good, but the the beginning and middle awesome. I loved it. Um this didn't really have any parts that were loved. Yeah. by me. So I the best meme I saw was uh it was a picture of it said like all the people that got HBO Max that subscribed to watch Wonder Woman eighty four. Yeah. And then the next scene was uh Pedro Pascal going, I renounce my wish. I renounce my wish. <laughs> so that's a big thing. Like he's he wishes for or people are wishing for certain things and Pedro Pascal's character gets uh power off of that because he takes things from people. Yeah. Um as they wish. If they wish something, he takes whatever they love. I guess. I, it's from them. So irrelevant. But um uh, I think, I will say, I think Pedro Pascal acts his ass off. Yeah, I let's think start he does with the positives. Okay. I think he does a wonderful job acting. I love that actor, and he does a, a good job in the character that he was given. I really, I really liked him. Yes, I liked him and his acting, and to a certain degree, the character, even though the character made very little sense um, right. and posed a, a kind of a weird, unrealistic threat. I yeah. don't know. There's not a lot of clear clear stuff there right um he did good i i also i liked i know there's been a lot of backlash but i liked Kristen wig's performance yeah no i think she was great i thought that was a bit of a shock to me that she would act like that yeah i thought the character was very very marginal Mm -hmm. at best and somewhat annoying at times but her acting performance i'm saying was pretty good i completely agree there's no reason to have those two villains paired together nope for any reason and i understand the idea of her not wanting to give up the power that she now possessed after she got it because of where she was at before and how people looked over her, you know, I understand that idea, but it just didn't, it didn't like make sense in the movie or like, it just doesn't do anything for the movie. Like there's no reason for her to be in the way of anything. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's really, I mean, 
it, Nolan pointed out the first 10 minutes. Now, the first 10 minutes has gotten panned hard because everybody's been saying that it was completely irrelevant, the, the part of beginning on Themyscira. Okay, and the running, yeah, she was doing I like, thought it was contest. a cool sequence. Yeah, Maybe yeah, one yeah. of the coolest, I agree with Nolan, it was probably one of the coolest visually sequences in yes. the movie. While it, yeah, and being completely irrelevant other than to set up the very last line where she's basically the morality tale of the story. Yeah. Um, but it, it was like, visually cool. I mean, some of the action, like I, li- I liked the mall fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another one that's gotten kind of shit on because the special effects were goofy and the whole sequence was kind of goofy and very the much tone so. was weird, especially compared to the rest of the movie. But the action was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I, when I originally watched this movie, first of all, it's two and a half hours long, which is insane. Is it that long? It's that, it that long? long. Yes. Gosh, I don't it's, remember it, it being that long. And you feel every, every bit of that. Every ounce of it. <laughs> um, so that's crazy to begin with. The first time I watched it, I fell asleep at about an hour and a half in. Okay. So I have two understandings of this movie. Um, so I had fallen asleep, and the next day I got up, and Marley stayed awake and finished it. And uh, I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Because right. nothing happens in the first hour and a half of that movie. No. Like any consequence whatsoever. Ex- yeah, except for, like, she starts losing her power. So, spoilers here. Wonder Woman starts losing her power because she does make a wish off of this stone. Um, Which, again, is a stupid plot oh, device. So dumb. <laughs> it is so dumb. She wishes on this stone to get Steve, uh, what's his name, Steve Trevor? Yeah. Back like the love of her life back. He ends up coming back in the form of some other person. She just sees him as Steve. Um, or she doesn't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she sees him that way or not. No, I she didn't. She didn't. She sees first, him as the normal person. Right? But then after that, uh, for some reason, unbeknownst to anybody. I think just us see him that way. No, because she sees him that way. Okay, but I don't know if she means metaphorically. Right, that's what I that's what I took it as. Like metaphorically, she can see him then. Yeah, but in reality, he still looks like he like that other guy. Um, and he comes back, but in in doing so, she loses her power. Then, like whatever her greatest or begins to lose her power. It's I very guess. slow, slow. And you not process. there's not like there's no clearly defined rules on how that's working. There's no it's random. clearly defined rules on what her powers are because at one moment in the film, she's super powerful, and the next she's not. Yeah. And she gets her powers back, but the little littlest thing she can't do. Yes, it's really annoying. Like at the end, she's got her full powers back. The dude's in that stupid uh, connect-to-the-world device, which is the dumbest thing ever. Yes. And it, there's wind. I know, and she can't fight the wind. What, where's the wind coming from? I don't it the device <laughs> all of the wishes Where's coming in. Where's the wind coming from and why can't she walk through it? I think it's all the the wishes coming in but okay to put this in perspective Wonder Woman basically has the same powers as Superman. She can't technically fly but she can fly. Is she bulletproof? Yeah. Well, just she hits them away. Yeah, just those like uh what are those things called? On her wrist. Am I wrong she's that not she's getting, she got hit with bullets many times in this movie? But she was, yeah, losing her power, so it's shown blood. So where are the bullets going? It went through her, I guess. And the, everything's just fine? Yeah, she was just good. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know. But like in the comic book, she's a very powerful yeah. superhero, and she can do a lot of things. And 
her power rivals that of Superman. Um, in this movie, I understand she was losing her power, but like you said, even when she had it, it was as if some worked and some didn't. Yeah. And she could do some things. Whatever but, was convenient for the plot at that moment. Yes. Very aggravating. Yeah. Um, the first hour and a half I spent just sighing out loud at the ridiculous plot holes and think stupid things that I can't believe made it through script phase. I, I cannot believe there is a scene where they walk outside of a Smithsonian and get into a fully fueled jet I, and, and take off from somebody that is a pilot from World War I. Okay. I understand that airplanes are Wait, airplanes. Let's give a little backstory <laughs> to this, though. So, yes, they go to the Smithsonian Institute. They go outside and they have aircraft, you know, as basically like historical pieces, right? And there is a fully fueled like Fighter F-15 jet. <laughs> jet sitting there with a runway. Where, where, have you ever I don't know. seen I mean, an airport at like an airport runway at a, a museum? I don't know. Maybe there no. is at that one. I don't know. I highly doubt it <laughs> that there would be a runway to where a I mean jets can take off in a very short distance, but Okay, I mean, let's let's on. even assume they're not at the Smithsonian at that point. Nobody knows. But let's just assume they're not. Even so, any airport where there's just a fully fueled fighter jet yeah, fully functional, fully fueled, ready to rock and this, roll. This you can get in and turn the key. This thing is digital aviatics at this point. It's yes. computer controlled, even in 1984, to a certain degree. Yeah. Probably not to a, a huge extent in 1984. I mean, it, it had a hell of a lot more than the 40s. Now, I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief. I believe, no, because the first one was in World War I. That dude was fine, biplanes. Oh, he was. It's not World War II, then, right? I don't think so. Okay, either way. Either it, way. It, just, it doesn't make any if sense. If you're a pilot, you could probably figure out how to fly anything. I'll, I'll give them that. I'll, I'll suspend my disbelief from that. I can't suspend my disbelief for the fully fueled fighter jet with keys, and I, I understand they don't start with keys, but you get my point. Yeah. There's got to be some sort of safety device Absolutely. <laughs> for starting just, a fighter jet. <laughs> just the control panel in front of him, he would have had no idea how to run or operate. I mean... He may be able to understand the flight controls just from a joystick, but getting it started... And a jet and an airplane aren't the same. No, there's a certain way to get that thing started. But the principles are there, so whatever. So they take off, and then it just annoys... All of a sudden, sudden, I know how to turn things invisible. And and there's been no explanation of that. It's just like, oh, I've been practicing this. Okay, now I can turn now that's I can invisible. Do it. Yeah. And before this, she only did a coffee cup and she'd never found it again. But now all of a sudden I did an entire airplane and we can just fly around invisible, which she has an invisible plane in the comic books. But I'm positive they explained it a hell of a lot better than what they did in this movie. And this gets me to the most annoying part. So we're just going to fly to Egypt. Oh, wait. Before they even get to <laughs> Egypt. Before they even get to Egypt. They start flying, and S- Steve Trevor, who was an American, said, there's fireworks going off. And he's like, what are those? Yeah. And she's like, oh, they're fireworks. It's the 4th of July. He's like, wow. And then after that, he proceeds to fly through the fireworks. <laughs> those are still explosions. Those are bombs going off in the air. They can hurt a plane. 
like regardless of what plane you're in, he literally flew through the firework explosions and they're just gazing out the window. Like nothing's like, this is just amazing. And then, and first of all, then they, they have those types of jets in 1984. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure on that. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, but that, then they fly directly to assumingly directly to Egypt, Egypt, <laughs> You know the range of a fighter jet? It's, uh, it's not, not Egypt. very far. <laughs> it's not Egypt. That's why we have refuelers that fly around I don't in the even air. think you could make it across the Atlantic. It depends on where you took off from. Like if you took off from like the really far north, you can hop over from like Canada to like Greenland. Okay, fine. But that's it. But how I many you're times still not making do you have it back to down to Egypt to fly a jet to Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna. And then when we get to Egypt, um, Nolan says, unbeknownst to most people, the Nazi U boat at the Museum of Science and Industry has a trapdoor underneath it that drops into Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. <laughs> Is that That's, true? No, I think he's making a joke saying, like, it's ready to go whenever you need to use it, just like the airplane is. I don't think so. I think he's, I think that's true. It has a trapdoor underneath of it to drop into Lake Michigan. Why do they need to drop a Nazi U-boat into Lake Michigan? Anyway, regardless of that, I can't get into the nuts. He'll he'll answer that. Um, so then they get to Egypt, and then they're just they get in a car and just drive down the road, and whoop, there's the bad guy, right next to him, right there. Yes, yes, they caught up to him right away. There's no work involved in any sort of they're finding anybody, you know, mm-hmm. and you know there's a cool sequence after that, but. At, at very aggravating because that's when the like really the first time you start to understand that she's losing her power and that's where I got really frustrated because you don't know that she's losing her power you don't know that anything was taken from her all you see is her failing well, miserably I, I, may, at like keeping trucks away from her and maybe I missed it but is there any point where they explain that he gets a wish when he grants a wish because that confused Not the, me it, no I had to like think about it after the movie was over and be like, "Wait, how?" Oh, is there he? there is explanation in the movie, but by that point, I don't think there was. You saw him. Um, you see Pedro Pascal's character ask his wish was to be the stone, like the stone yeah, that's granting that. these wishes. So he becomes this stone, and then uh, goes around. So like when he's in Egypt, he goes to this like oil tycoon, I guess, and. Um, basically he coaxes people into making a wish. And then once he coaxes them into making their wish, he takes their most loved possession. So he tries to take stuff away from him. And that's the first time you really see it happen. So you see him take that, but there's no explanation as to why he does that or how he gets the power to do that. It comes after that. So at this point you have no idea why wonder woman is failing and doesn't have any power or can't overcome the slightest like inconvenience to her. And you don't understand why he just said, okay, now I take this from you. Yeah. Or why? Yeah. Like none of that is set up. There's no cohesion in this plot. Let's take away the gigantic plot holes and the aggravating stuff. There's no cohesiveness to the, to the writing of this plot at all. No. Also on top of that, um, it's very sporadic. You know, so anyway, the next day I got up, I watched the second part of the movie, and it, 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 the ending of the movie did improve the experience of the movie. Did um, it? Yeah, to a certain degree. Okay. Although, again, this whole wish thing, nothing makes sense. First off, 
Why does he want to get a wish from everybody in the world? Why does he care at that point? He can do whatever he wants at that point. Why does he go to the president of the United States? And why does the president of the United States wish for more nukes? Why wouldn't he just wish for no nukes or wish for the Soviets to have no nukes? Yeah. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And then for some reason, the whole world devolves into chaos. And all of a sudden, as soon as you wish for more nukes and they start popping up on the map, they're like, they shot off their nukes. But the whole world goes into like some a post-apocalyptic insanity. Yes. And it makes no sense. Not even to mention the fact that he's getting, he's broadcasting all over the world, I guess, because that's a thing. Well, they they talk about how they had just created this. I guess. But this like. You know, most people don't speak English. Exactly. They would have no <laughs> idea what you're saying. <laughs> That's the truth. Only the United States would know what you're saying. This is a mess of a movie. It is a steaming, heaping pile of garbage. This was so hyped up because everybody's like, oh, Patty Jenkins directed the first one. She didn't get to write it. Now she gets to write this one. She should never write another movie again. No. She's in charge of a Star Wars movie. Take every pen away from her, and she is. She's a great director. The acolyte. Like honestly, the 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 this movie is well directed. Like it looks good. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. It looks good. The first it, Wonder Woman is well directed. Sure, it might be directed well. But a director and, and a writer are different things, and there can be directors that are writers. Mm-hmm. But apparently, she's not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I I really don't understand. They didn't have people involved with this movie that knew anything. Well, about Jeff Johns characters. was a co-writer. He. he he had to have just turned a blind eye and taken a paycheck. Yeah. They had to have told him, you don't get an opinion on this. I I honestly think there's... He a- had to have been kept in the dark. I don't understand how he would allow a lot of that to happen. I mean, maybe he didn't allow a lot of it to happen, and they only took little snippets from what he wrote. You know I don't know I mean? how you can make a superhero movie... So unsuperheroic, eh? Yeah. And so boring. It's a huge letdown on on a superhero movie. There's very little superhero stuff going on, except for like right at the very end and maybe a little in the middle. But other than that, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of watching Pedro Pascal do his thing and like descend into his little madness. Um, And that's it. Yeah. that's there's Wonder Woman doesn't do anything so in this movie. Patty Jenkins came out. Obviously, this this movie is being eviscerated. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so she's kind of come out to defend it and being and said some things. And you know, she said she had problems with the first ending. The, no, the first iterations of Wonder Woman in Zack Snyder's and then in the solo movie in the writing because they made Wonder Woman too violent, too much like a superhero, and that's not what people want to see. That's not what Wonder Woman is. Wonder Woman's compassionate. And women don't... And then she said, went on to say, you know, women don't want to make... Don't want to see a movie with Wonder Woman being a warrior. Women want to see a compassionate, loving, you know, type of character. To me, and I'm sitting there going like... I go, how out of touch do you need to be to assume that you can speak for all women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I understand maybe women have a different... First of all, you're not making the movie just for women. No, what? You're making a movie for everyone, well, first off. And then to assume that that's the only thing that women want to see? 
It just seems so, I don't know. But to me, maybe maybe I'm like a simpleton and don't understand the big world of movies, but why can't you just make a Wonder Woman movie? (laughs) Right. There's thousands of books that have been written about this character. Why can't you just take one of those stories and adapt it to a movie? Right. It's it's literally written for you. <laughs> Just put it into live action. That's all you need to do. Even if it's a direct copy of a whole series of Wonder Woman books, right? And you make that all into a movie. At the worst, they're going to be like, well, Patty Jenkins just stole from the comics and had no you know, thought of her own. That's a hell of a lot better than people saying, this movie is hot garbage. It has nothing to do with the character. It doesn't put any story together whatsoever. I mean, it looks so much worse for you. Quit acting like you're doing this for women. Right. You specifically aren't. Just put a movie together called Wonder Woman that reflects what she did in the comic books. That's what people want. And we haven't gotten into the big one that people are harping on, which um, we're running out of time to talk about this. We're already in an hour, but... Um, the whole fact that Steve Trevor came back in this other dude's body and everybody's just cool with it. (laughs) You know, she doesn't stop for a second. Like I watched this YouTube video that's like, Wonder Woman is a terrible person Mm -hmm. because Steve Trevor came back in this other dude's body. That guy, where's he? He's done. His life is over. Right. He has a family, (laughs) you know? Well, they, he meets up with a math. At the end of the movie. But that's after that happened. At right. the time, she's not concerned. About any of that. She's just not like, well, the first thing you should be thinking is like, I, I'm in this dude's body. Like, this guy has a life. Like, you have to go. Yeah. Right. We just murdered this guy. Basically, you took him off the face of the planet for the moment. And why is it necessary? Why can't you just make... It's a wishing stone. Exactly. Why can't he just come, come out back. of nowhere? <laughs> He didn't have to go into another person's body. And then on top of that, here's another thing that bothers me, okay? He finds her at a party. A, how? Right. How long has he been back at this point? A couple hours? A couple days? So he's been living in the world now for, let's say it's a week. So for a week, he's been walking around Washington, (laughs) D.C., right? Trying to find her. Yep. And then he finds her at this party. And, and how then, does he even know that she's in <laughs> Washington, D.C.? And then in the next scene, it's like this whole, oh, ha, ha, Steve Trevor doesn't know how the real world exists. I'm like, well, he's been here for a week. What's he been doing? He rode the subway to get to the party. And now you're in a subway and he's like, a train? I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> Maybe, I guess you just have to suspend belief in anything and everything like the fact that he walks out of the art museum and he there's a, a supposed to be a funny scene where he looks at a garbage can like yeah. it's art yes i don't care if you're a caveman <laughs> that came back <laughs> you could steve clearly... trevor who died in 1930 some 20 something they didn't have garbage cans <laughs> no, cans. Apparently. We just threw it on the ground there was people that just swept literally behind it's you. on the street it ha- it's a receptacle it has open sides there's probably a garbage bag yeah (laughs) there's some bum shit on the corner there's mcdonald's bags in there it's a garbage can steve right come on steve (laughs) but you can fly a jet you don't know what a garbage can is but let me jump in this fighter jet 
and fly it around because I can do these things. Uh, Nolan said the U-boat thing was 100% a joke. Unless you believe it, then it's 100% true. So I, I believe that it's a joke and you believe that it's true. I don't know what to know, but I do know that my neighbor right down the road works at that museum because he was on a submarine in the military. But he does? Yeah, he works at that museum. I'll have to find out afterwards who that is. Find out. Um, so I can't spend any more time on this movie. Don't waste your time. It's very unnecessary. It's the uh, worst DC movie made to this point. I'm yes, I was not a fan of Aquaman. This is worse. I was not a fan of Suicide Squad. Oh, this is way worse than Aquaman. Is it worse than Suicide Squad? Maybe not. I think it is. I think there is more desirable action and super, content super, in, oh, in Suicide, Suicide Squad's Squad. Squad's pretty bad. It's rough, but this movie has nothing in it. There's just none of it makes sense. Yeah. I don't have anything. And it like, doesn't I, make I'm not sense tied the, to any of these characters. It for, doesn't make sense in the own continuity that they're already establishing. They're saying Wonder Woman's been around for hundreds of years, right? Well, yeah, but you would never know that. I mean, and she she doesn't even act like she's been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, but in Batman versus Superman, when she's talking to Batman, she says, I walked away from man a hundred years ago. But not but I that was a hundred years ago in nineteen eighty four. So that means Batman versus Superman took place in twenty eighty four. Yeah. <laughs> must have. Yeah, it it had to have because she doesn't act like she's been around for very long. You know? Just none of it makes sense. The whip like, was cool. I don't enjoy any of it. The whip was cool. What whip? The lasso. Oh, the lasso of truth. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great. And I don't think you could lasso uh, bolts of lightning. She can. Uh, th- that I don't have a problem with that type of stuff. She does a lot of Spider-Man stuff. It is very Spider-Man-ish. You're right. So uh, the movie's garbage. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. I will never watch it again. Nope, neither. <laughs> I, I really won't either. I've really never been this way about a DC movie to the point like you are. You know, like I've just, I hold on to DC movies thinking that they're going to be better and they're going to be good. And they have just progressively let me down. I like can't more believe more and more. It and took more. four years to make this pile of this mess it's a complete embarrassment i mean it really is <laughs> to me it's a complete embarrassment to the dc tag to like the dc comic book franchise this is a hundred percent why they were willing to drop it on hbo max oh yeah they knew they knew it was going to fail yeah uh, i i don't know where they can go after this i know they have a lot of movies planned uh jeff johns has come out and said that he's tied to a, a quite a few DC projects that are coming out, but, and like the flash movie is going to be coming and another Batman, obviously. And then they're going to do a whole new world basically. So like the Batman with Matt Reeves that he's directing is in its own world. It's like earth Two, So they're going to have no connection to the flash movie. Um, that character, like, uh, what's his name? The guy who's playing Batman. Um, Robert Pattinson. He's not going to be playing another Batman again. Like, they're not tying that character into anything else. It's a standalone movie. Yeah, but we've read something um, that we talked about on the show. They're introducing them. The the Gotham PD TV show? No, they're introducing through... They're going to do Flashpoint, right? So there's right, going to be multiple but, Earths and all that stuff. Correct, but 
Robert Pattinson's Batman's not going to be involved with that. Well, that's going to fail once they get beaten to market by the multiverse of Marvel. So right. DC, you got to stop and regroup. You've got to do something. Yeah, you have to do something different. You have to make a good, one good movie <laughs> and build off of that. Like put, you know, they say don't put all your eggs in one basket, but you need to put every bright mind that you have working for you and fix one movie to be I, Everybody good. at Disney and Marvel has to be seeing they're just laughing. Absolutely they are. <laughs> and the crazy part about it is that they've pulled people from Marvel. They've pulled people from other ends of, you know, like different companies in mo the movie making industry. And they come over to the DC world and just shit on everything. <laughs> It's like, is there a conspiracy to send people over there to shit on things? Or is there somebody above them that just decides, like at Warner Brothers, that just decides, like, we're going to fuck this up at the top. Like, we're going to let them do what they want, and then we're going to just hack it apart. It's possible that just DC superheroes are just not meant for movies. I mean, Batman is. Batman's Superman got is. got a long history. I guess Superman is. Absolutely. Super the problem with Superman is he's got the problem of... He's too powerful. I don't think those movies are bad, though. I don't think a lot of the... I, I liked the Superman movies, especially compared to the dog crap that's came out since. Yeah. Like, those Superman movies look pristine compared to the movies that have come out since. Yeah. It just... They just aren't putting it together correctly. Yeah. And they need to call me and you, and we will do it for them. Yeah. Or stick to TV. They seem to do a pretty good job on t television. They so. have done a pretty and, good job. And they are... Uh, they're going to do more of that, so that's fine. Let's move on from this because uh, we got a lot more to talk about. Do we want to do any news or just go right into what we're watching? Because we had a lot of stuff. We we're do watching. have a lot of what we're watching. Let's finish up what we're watching. Maybe we'll hit up the news okay. at the end. You think that's good? Yeah, that's fine. Because um, we're we're just like right at an hour. You want to do another review because we both also yeah. can review the movie Soul. Yes, Soul on Disney Plus. It was released Christmas. Was that Christmas as well? Around then, yeah. A couple uh, days later. The new Pixar movie, second one of the year. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. First one being Onward. Um, of 2020, yes. Of 2020. Okay. Um, I like Onward. Soul came out. I had no real idea of what this movie was or was about. I, I um, read uh, a, a, a brief article about it uh briefly in in a podcast episode uh, that it was coming out it was a new thing it was only a couple months before it came out that i read something about it and um it didn't sound intriguing it didn't sound intriguing to me so we flipped it on uh it's a kids movie so mm -hmm. flipped it on to watch with the kids and uh i mean i will just give my first impression i mean i watched this movie it's quick it's a quick movie it is very it fat. felt like it was an yeah. hour and a half i don't know if it was or not but, i think it is or maybe even less um and I just really, really enjoyed it. I just found it to be a very... At, at the end of the movie, I just sat there and said, wow, that was a really pleasant movie. Really? Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. I liked the aspects. I liked the integration of music mm -hmm. and passion. I liked the message. I enjoyed the uh, weirdness of it. It is weird. It is a weird movie. And... But I found it very pleasant, and it just gave me a good feeling. Um, it wasn't like emotional. It, you would think Not, it, you you would think it would be given the subject matter. Yeah, it weirdly wasn't. Um, I mean, emotional. I, it was emotional in a pleasant way. Um, 
it wasn't like inside out where it was really moving at times. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I was interested throughout the whole movie. I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I loved the whole as the musical aspect of it. I absolutely love music, obviously, and I love the musical aspect of it, and I like his passion for music. I like jazz a lot. Um, I wasn't on the same boat as you. Really? Yeah, I was kind of bored with it, to be honest. Like, nothing... There, I guess a lot of the animated movies that I watch and a lot of the animated movies that have ever came out have some sort of, like, quicker pacing to them. Like, there's an overarching story that you get, or, like, you know what the plot's going to be right off the bat, and then the story kind of goes through that pretty quick, and there's a lot of action, usually, in most of these animated movies. This one seemed slow to me, and... I can see what you're saying about it. Uh, and I didn't really... Seeming slow, but it didn't feel slow to me. I just felt like a, a little bit ethereal, you know, like you're just kind of floating through it. Yeah, and I guess I didn't really care but I for didn't, that. I didn't, I didn't look at that in a negative way. I, I liked that. It was just pleasant, you know, throughout. I just thought it was kind of boring. And I thought it was funny, like the, the, with the little line guys. I thought they were oh, funny. Oh, yeah. There's parts that are very good. And I, I would not say this is a bad movie by any means. I just thought it was slow, and I wasn't as interested in it as I thought I would be. When I saw, it's beautiful. Like, it looks great. And I like the characters, and I... Thought it's a good storyline. It just was kind of boring to me. I honestly, it didn't keep my attention at all. I had, I was not bored in this movie at one minute, one moment of this movie. Did your kids enjoy it? Yeah, everybody loved it. Really? I watched it. My, me, my wife, my kids, and uh, my sister in law all watched it together. Every single one of us loved it. And then, and it's literally the complete opposite in my house. The boys got up like that's boring. They left. Amy and I were left to watch this movie, and. Amy started watching her phone more, and then I like got up to the kitchen, and then I'd come back, and we were moving around. Was it and dark? Eventually, was it dark in the room? No, it was in the middle of the day. We had all lights off. It was at night. I think maybe that helped the experience. Really? Why would that help the experience? I would fall. I would have fallen asleep. No, I think I don't know. There was there's a there's a certain amount of this. This movie has a, a feel to it, and I feel like you kind of gotta just go with it. Yeah, you gotta. Well, we've tried to watch it a second time. It was still in the middle of the day. It's not going to be a very rewatchable movie, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, this is my least favorite of the Disney Pixar movies that have ever come out. Really? Mm-hmm. I would really disagree with that Yeah, take on it. I mean, it's not in my top five. And I knew, I knew you were going to say this because, uh, like, the last time we recorded... I had caught on a certain thing. So, well, you had said like one movie you didn't like and one movie you really liked. Well, I knew what that was going to be because Wonder Woman is just hot garbage. So yeah. uh, I knew you were going to really like Soul. And I was, I just, I can't, I can't agree with you. Oh, man. I, and I've, it was a beautiful story about, it is a about, good story. I'm not saying it's about a bad passion, story. but also it has a great yeah. message about like, hey, you can be passionate about something, but you also need to be realistic. And not lose out on life. Yeah, not lose out on life because of something. Yes, and, I, and you I need like to that. keep your mind open and not just get so obsessed with one thing and realize, like the whole time, not realizing that like teaching is a true passion. You know. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. I I he, really really enjoyed the message and the and movie. that's spoilers by the way. Like he ignored 
everything in life besides just playing the piano and trying to get a gig and trying to do this thing. And then after he died is when he realized like, Oh man, really lost out on what I am, what I truly needed to be doing or what I truly was passionate about besides just the music. I liked, uh, it's funny. Somebody else watched this movie and they're like, and they described it as explaining to kids what the afterlife is like. And I thought that was so odd when I heard that because I'm like, I don't feel like that's what that movie was at all. No, it was. In no. fact, it was, it was very, more about like what he's I, like. And, he was constantly trying to get back to the real world, and and it was about like what he missed out on in the real world and what he needed to be paying attention to more. Or not Matt, Matt said I was shocked that he fell in the hole. I was super shocked when that happened, like right out the get go. Well, I was not I kn- seeing that coming. I didn't know that was coming. Well, we had talked about... Well, when I when I had talked about it prior, like read the little article about it, I knew the guy had died. I did too, but I didn't think it'd be right out the gate. I didn't. I, yeah, I guess I didn't either. Well, anyway, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Jerry hated it because he hates all things. Well, and are- Matt agrees with me. It didn't hit home with him either. Yeah. So, you know, I guess we're two against one and you lose. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can see absolutely where people would really enjoy this. And I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. I was just saying it didn't, it, like Matt said, it didn't hit home for me. It didn't catch my attention uh, as much as I thought it would because all of those movies normally do. I usually don't have an issue. I like the good dinosaur, for God's sake. <laughs> so, you know, that's saying something. Um. All right, we'll move on. I'm going to do one really quick. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it. Yeah, I, I, tried, I got a couple like that. I tried, uh, you know, I jumped on the Jerry bandwagon. I'm like, I'm going to watch Survivor. Oh, yeah. I forgot to ask you about that. Boy, I can't do that. Oh, I love it. I don't understand how you can't love the drama involved with Survivor. It is so... Well, I've watched the newest season. Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen the newest season. Oh, you haven't? No, I've only got up to well, season 40. The latest one that's on uh, Hulu? Hulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've seen that then. It's like the winners come back. Yes. Um, it's just a bunch of like people ridiculously sitting around and planning like how they're going to subvert other like, people. Screw over other people. <laughs> yeah, I it, love it is borderline unwatchable. I don't really what? understand what you're... I love the games that they play. I love... I like the games. I like wish the, they just played games and didn't have them... A 40, 30 minutes of people sitting around being like <laughs> so fake, by the way, like fakely it. stabbing. You got this stupid guy who's like digging a hole. He's like, I'm going to lay this hole. Like anybody. Oh, yeah, no, that guy is at Tony. That's Tony. Like, He's an idiot. <laughs> like if anybody, like they want you I'm to believe. In this hole. I forgot about they that. They want you to believe that these little meetings they have at the water hole like, aren't, aren't seen by everybody. Aren't, aren't seen by everybody. Aren't put together by the show and and like you're not gonna see a guy laying in a hole next to you (laughs) well that that doesn't happen that was the only time that's ever happened because that guy is insane and really dumb he won a whole season prior to that i can't do it i cannot do this but i've also thought the same thing like how are how are all these people not paying attention to the camera crews walking around following all of these people (laughs) I love it. And the production it's value not. is shockingly bad for a, oh. a show that they're still making. How so? Like, what's bad about it? I don't... Just everything from the graphics to how it's shot, it just doesn't look good. What, what do you worry about graphics? It's just know. about people on a beach. I guess. It's... 
It, I listen, love it. It's not for me. It is absolutely for me as soon as I could get any other new seasons <laughs> I'm watching them. All right. Well, go a quick one. Get a quick one through. Oh, quick one. Let's see. Uh, Schitt's Creek. I'm on the fourth season now. I'm falling more and more in love with this show. Oh, you're on the, that's a good season. I just that's, started it last night. Unfortunately, that's the best season, I think, of the show. Oh, really? Five and six, you no, think? Are... I mean, they're still good, but I think it, it reaches its peak emotional maturity at season four. I, I honestly think, actually, I didn't start season four last night. I have one more ep- I have this, the finale of season three to go, and then I was going to start four, but I was falling asleep and I stopped it last night. Um, but I I really like season three a lot. And I don't remember specifically what happens in season I'm, three, so maybe I'm just blurring. a lot, a lot of different things. Uh, a whole throuple thing that we've discussed <laughs> once before happens. Oh yeah, and I was like, man, I get a much better better understanding of what this is. Oh now yeah, that so I seasons see four it. and five, five two is a good one. So, um, but I, I'm really enjoying season three a lot more. Season two was a lot better because there was more for him to do with the whole city council thing. And then season three gets into a whole nother aspect of it. And I, I'm really starting to like this show. It took me a long time to get into it. And I would watch an episode here, an episode there. And then Amy kind of ran ahead of me, um, on shows. And I got like jealous of her running ahead of me, even though I have the opportunity to do the same thing or like actually watch it. So I finally sat down and started watching it and, Man, it's worth it. Yeah. You you just got to get... They act weird. Yes. They are weird people. They don't act like normal people, but it is worth the sit. Yeah. And they're quick. They're only like 22 minutes. Yeah, it's a fun show. I, I like it. You're really going to like season four. So I'm excited about that because it's, it's coming up and starting. Another one is... I, ha- I haven't talked about it. Be- I've been talking about Star Wars Rebels forever. I just haven't said it on the show yet, but I finally finished the season. I had texted Chris and said, I don't understand how like an animated show can be this good and like make me this happy about things. Yeah. But it has. And I just I suggest everybody watch it. It's amazing. It's- that brought up a question because um people were asking there's people that have been watching this rebels because of us okay that wouldn't normally watch it good and that are enjoying it greatly um and there's just a lot of confusion about what they need to watch in what order and i wouldn't worry about order i think we'll just we'll talk about it next episode yeah i mean like on what we've talked i understand some of you constant listeners you, you know we've talked about this many times. We have. We'll cover it again because I think it is. Are they important. talking about order of the whole Star Wars universe? All of it, yeah. Or just where it, where things clones. fall in in the timeline? A. Yeah. Timeline's then, a big thing. And then also B, like where this is all coming from. So, like how the books play in, who was in charge of what, who, what did George Lucas do, what got done after George Lucas, what was inspired by this, who inspired that. We can well, break first that of all, all like, down. All of it's inspired by George Lucas. Like, well, I mean, not the newer Disney stuff, but no, I'm saying like from Clone Wars to Rebels to the movies. Obviously, like there's an overarching George Lucas tie-in to a lot of that, especially with Dave Filoni. Yeah, because he's I think they just mean like with the him. whole picture. They want the whole picture covered, and I think I can enlighten that. Can we do the whole picture? Oh my gosh, yeah. there's just so much. Yeah, we can. There is so much. We can it we can the best. help parse it out a little bit. Okay. Parsec it out. 
Um, more about that. We talked about it last episode a little bit when we did our top 10, what you've been watching for the year. You talked about Revels. So. I did. Yeah. No, I, I have nothing else. I just wanted to say that I have finally finished it. Uh, this was a few weeks ago that I finished it, but I honestly want to go back and watch it again. Yeah. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's a must watch. Let's just leave it at that. Yep. I agree. Um, all right. Real I, quick. I, I got, was going to say I, I have one. another quick, real quick okay. one, but you can go. Uh, I started watching this show, Bruise Brothers, on Netflix. Bruise Brothers? Huh? Yeah. I've it, never even heard of it. A, I thought it was a reality show about brewing, but it's not. It's a comedy. Okay. Um, and it's about these two brothers that run a brewery. Oh, like Bruise, like B-R-E-W. Yes. I, I was thinking like fighting. It's a... Like getting bruised. Like a real comedy. Like they don't make a lot of... It's like a It's Always Sunny type uh, comedy. Oh, yeah. But not anywhere near the quality of that. So I'm not comparing the two. Okay. But I'm saying it's a comedy like that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of an outrageous comedy. Yeah. Um, the best kind. I am enjoying it. It's not great. Like it's not shot really good and the acting's not great, but it is funny. I think it's funny and I'm going to probably keep watching it. I mean, I'm it's not always to a sunny point, was kind of rough in the beginning. I'm not, too. It's not to a point where I can recommend it to people. So I'm not. Okay. But, but it's Netflix does things weird on how they like shoot shows and stuff. Like, is this, it a Netflix original? It is. I mean, I'm sure they didn't produce it. They probably bought it. Yeah. I think the people that are acting in it probably made it just like it's always sunny. Sure. Um, and they just picked it up. It almost looks like it was like meant to be for like a YouTube series or something. But okay. Um, I I think it's funny so far. So I'm gonna keep watching it. When I can, it's not like a priority thing. Are they, is it hour, half hour? I think, I think it's a half hour, half hours. In one season? Just one season out right now, yeah. So did it just come out? Yeah, a couple, like a month ago maybe. Oh, all right. Yeah, maybe I'll have to look into that. I've never even seen seen it at all. Like, I don't know, it popped Netflix. right up on mine, so the Crazy. algorithm must have placed it. Um, Just last night, I, I've been wanting to start new things. Like I've been wanting to reach into different territory of yeah, shows, you know, and too. like... I've been trying to do it. So there are two shows here that are different and that I would never assume that I would even try to watch, right? So, But I've been trying to do it. Uh, the first one that I just did last night was a show called Search Party. And it's been out on TBS. They have three or four seasons. Um, it's about four college students that realize that uh, one of a, a high school friend that they were they all kind of knew um disappears and she's like a missing persons and this girl's walking down the street and sees the missing person of the girl that she knows and she gets her four friends together and apparently it's about them like coming together as this group and doing something the the art for the show for season four that's like coming out or just came out looks really intriguing. Like they are more involved with things than you would think. What is, is this a comedy or a drama or what? I don't know. I made it 15 minutes into the first episode and just, I could not watch it. (laughs) I did not like the, like the two or three characters that you met. They were just so off putting that I did not want to hear them speak anymore. Um, I couldn't do it. I, I didn't give it a fair... I, this is not a fair judgment of the overall show because I just could not make it past the first 15 minutes because it was just 
absolute terrible dialogue. A guy was playing a ukulele for like six minutes singing a song that I just could not get over. And I, and once that started happening, I'm like, this is not going to be for me. This is not for me. It, maybe it would be like later in episodes. Cause I kept like reading about it. I was looking reviews up. A lot of people said it's super refreshing. Great show. Like, Oh, great mystery. But there's comedy, there's drama, there's mystery. Like there's a bunch of things that this show does and it's in its fourth at least fourth season. So apparently people liked it, but uh, no, you've said I, nothing that I, makes me interested. I will whatsoever. never <laughs> click on it again. Okay. So that one's a fail. Um, next one was on HBO. That was on Netflix, I believe. Um, and then the next one is a show called big little lies. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a very popular show. Very popular show. I didn't know much about it. I knew it was going to be like a, like a daytime soap opera, yeah. you know? And so I started, I get into this thing where I start reading about shows before I ever watch them. Not like reading about what happens, just reading about people's reviews of the shows. Yeah. And they, it gets pretty good reviews. Yeah, it people, gets very good reviews. I know a lot of people that watch that show. People like it a lot. And so I started watching it and I'm, I don't remember how many episodes are in the first season, but I think I think I made it through six episodes. I don't know if there's eight or ten, but I know I'm over halfway through the first season. And I did that all in like two nights. I I watched it pretty uh, hard, and it's just not doing it's not doing it for me either. Yeah, I've never had any interest in that. Although I like David Kelly, who's the producer. Um, yeah, and he's like one of the most successful TV producers of and all time. Uh, Reese Witherspoon is yeah, it, right? Reese, I think she's also one of the writers or producers or something. She's very involved in one of the absolute main characters. Um, and Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep. I mean, it's a lot of famous Huge people. cast. Huge cast. But Zoe it's Kravitz. just not that good. It doesn't catch my attention. I don't I think you're it would the primary be, demographic. No, absolutely not. I just thought it was going to be a good show. It had to deal with murder. I like murder. Um, I like committing it. I like watching it. You know, I just love being involved with extreme horrendous murder. Yeah. You know, and I thought that that's what this was going to be. It's not. So far, it's about like, we're at this uppity school for our, we're, we take our kids to this uppity school and we're going to have mom drama within the school. Yeah. That's all I've gotten out of it so far. <laughs> and it's like, I hear a lot about that on Hey Mazan. So I just, <laughs> I already got that show. You know, yeah. just on a much lower, less paid level. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm with you. I'm so strike two on the whole <laughs> reaching out and trying to watch different shows. You Why know? wouldn't you try and watch like uh, Raised by Wolves or like Love that Cap? show? Looks like it will scare me. That show looks amazing. It looks terrifying. I want to watch it. I. It's just, it's every time. It's just another thing. Like, I, I don't watch anything until nighttime. I know, me And it lo- it's heavy. It looks heavy. Uh, yes, that's why I've stayed away from it. It looks scary. It looks heavy. It looks like it's going to take way too much mental effort <laughs> in order for me to process this thing. I should have started it when I was off for two weeks. I, I, I really should have started it then. But right now... At like nine o'clock at night, just, I cannot start a I'm show just too like tired that. For that. That's why I've started those those two shows. That's why I started those. So I was like, there can't be much behind <laughs> behind these, you know. Like maybe I can enjoy this without actually having to think. And then I get into it and realize these are not good. Yeah. All right, I got uh, one more to talk about before I get into my big two. 
Uh, I started watching and watched a lot of the history of swear words. Show oh, I forgot. I watched the first episode Nicolas of Cage. Yeah, uh, Nicolas Cage is so out there. Okay, first off, uh, and Marley really likes it. Oh yeah, I'm. I was. I'm not a huge fan of it. It's fine. There's no point to it. Uh, but Nicholas K, it's worth watching because he's awesome. That dude puts Though just the way he speaks. He puts two hundred percent into <laughs> what he's doing whenever he's doing it. I just like watching him do this, and he's so weird. I agree. And so that's fine. Everything else, it's just I didn't really realize it, but it's just basically like a panel show comedy with bring in your famous comedians and you know let's make a funny joke. Um, it's it's nothing beyond that. Yes. Um, I, I that being that said, right I laughed that. out loud quite a bit. Um, what's his name from Manuka is really funny in it. Uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman, yeah. Um, so whatever, that's fine. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I watched, I watched quite a bit. I watched four episodes of it. Oh, you did? Yeah. I just watched the first one. Because Marley really liked it, so we just kept watching it. They're short. There's only six, isn't there? Um, I don't know. We watched the one, the fuck one. That was like the best one. Yeah. We watched. Um, Dick, that one was funny, actually. Okay. Uh, and we watched Bitch. That one's not funny. No? No, that one kind of sucked. Just you saying the word <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> um, actually, Dick, Dick was the best one so far. Really? Yeah. I only saw the, the fuck one, because that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one I saw. Anyway, uh, then I jumped right back into the what I was waiting for. Okay, well, before before that, I have one other show that I've watched okay. before we get into that. Um, just the one other one b- before the, the three big movies I watched. Um, and it's a movie called American Pickle. Oh, I watched that. I know. You talked about it. Really enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I thought, like, there's no way anybody can enjoy this movie. I started watching it. Loved the first half. Well, I, I would say like the first part and the end, but the middle just aggravated the hell out of me so much. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I didn't say it was like the greatest movie ever. I no, just... I, I like what Seth Rogen did in both parts. I think it's great that he, he, I liked the fact that he acted both parts and I, at first that was off putting to me. Cause I was like, is he trying to be Eddie Murphy? Is it like, is it going to be like an Eddie Murphy comedy like that? And I didn't want that. It's not no. by any means. Um, the, uh, what's the main character? The guy that's pickled guy. I can't remember. Oh, all been right. A while well, since I've seen either it. way. So him, like, I like his character and I like what he's doing and I like how he goes out and starts this new pickle business. Um, after you get over the fact that he was pickled and did not die, you know, being <laughs> well, yeah. submerged in a vat of brine. Apparently he didn't need to breathe. And still I, I don't think you should be looking at this for well, jeez, come on. <laughs> Reality. Of anyway, it. then he comes back and starts this pickle business, and he tells like his great 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 grandson or whatever, like I'm going to start this business, and you should come with me. He's like, no. He's like, well, I'm going to prove to you I can do this, and he does it. I like that. I didn't like the fact that his great 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 grandson was so spiteful that he decided to like just try to tear him down all the time. Yeah. Well, he was a dick. I know, and I, he was a very unlikable character. He didn't... Yeah, absolutely. He he didn't... Even when you see him sitting there at some points and seeing like what this guy's doing and how he's overcome every obstacle you've thrown at him on purpose, and then he's sitting there, 
and you think like, oh, this is the point where he comes around and they join forces. Nope. Like the old man like comes into the comes into his room and he just turns right back to him and says, F you. Like I'm not doing any of this. Go away. I don't like you. It just that was annoying. And I thought there would be a turning point that I enjoyed and there wasn't. Well, there is at the end. The very end. Like yeah. it literally takes the very end. But at that point, I was so removed from his character that I was like, no. You don't deserve any of this. You shouldn't get it. He shouldn't like you. He has every reason to like walk away from you and ignore you forever because apparently he's very capable. Like the the pickle guy, the American pickle is very capable of making his own business and doing his own thing. There's no reason why he should help you at this point. You are a very undesirable person. Yeah. And not nice. You should have buried him, but he didn't. (laughs) So it's fine. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that you shouldn't watch this movie. I think it was more enjoyable than I expected. Um, it just was aggravating in the middle. That's all. Yeah. I, I mean, I was involved with the movie. I watched it. I didn't ignore it. I didn't look at my phone. Normally, if I get uninterested in a movie, I will start looking at my phone. But I guess it made me aggravated. I was like attached to the characters enough to to the point where my aggravation didn't make me want to do something else. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's good. Yeah. You know, the writing's good. I, it just, um, you said it was probably the greatest film of our generation. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. That's exactly what I said. I can't agree with that. (laughs) Um, no, I did not. All right. So I watched, uh, Cobra Kai season three. It came out, uh, beginning of the year. Oh yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of the show. I, I have the whole heard. of the United States is a huge fan of the show. I know. It's one of the most popular shows. I need to learn how to get on board with this. Um, well, it's just, you just have to watch it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> um, so season three came out and I did a true binge, man. I like within two nights, I watched it. All of it. All of it. And they're, sh- they're only half hour episodes. And I think there's eight or ten. I don't even know. But okay. Um, so you still watched three hundred minutes of show in two nights. Yeah, pr- pretty much. I didn't sleep a lot. <laughs> okay. um, season three. Okay, what do I say about this? Um, I'm not gonna try and spoil anything. And Jerry hasn't seen it, so there's no point in spending a lot of time on it. I'm probably never gonna get there. I I love this show because of the camp and the nostalgic value, and you have to just roll with it a little bit because there is stuff that is ridiculous. Of course. Sure. It's a show about karate. So I mean, karate's serious. Roving gangs of uh, karate dojos fighting against each other in, in the school. It, it's ridiculous. I yeah. mean, it's a ridiculous premise, but yeah. they, they, they do it, man. And this show, it makes it work. And you love these characters and the acting is great. And it's camp on purpose, and they do the best job of being aware of it, but somehow circumventing the tropes or at least turning them around and making it layered enough that there's <laughs> somehow like the the adults are the ones you know behaving badly. Mm-hmm. And the kids are the ones behaving well. And then it flip-flops. And then it flip-flops again. It's just, it's really well done show. Um, uh, and it really keeps you interested. I will say, th- season three, I felt dragged a lot at certain points. Um, oh, really? It wasn't, it, 
I wasn't as engaged as I was in season one and two. I think it was a lot slower. And I, I know f- you really like season two, don't you? Yeah, season two is great. Season three was good. I'm not saying that. I mean, I enjoyed it a lot, but there were parts of it that dragged more than the other ones. But there's still a lot of great stuff in it, and it's just fun watching. I wasn't aware karate dojo <laughs> gangs in California, yeah, in, in rich in a rich part of California, like going at. I wasn't even aware that they were like that. A uh, season three was coming out this soon, or like. Yeah. I didn't know that season two has been over long enough to where they already filmed and got done with a, another season. It was a complete surprise to me when I saw it pop up. I mean, there will, for anybody that's a fan, um, I was curious how they deal with his death in a kid's movie, man. I'm not sure what what we're talking about there. Um, anyway, he's talking about soul. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We're past that. So, um, Cobra Kai, if anybody watches the show, there's a couple things that I'm not crazy about in season three. I'm just not a fan of the main antagonist, which is Crease. So Crease is uh, if if you do you remember Karate Kid? Oh yeah, the rough looking guy. Yes, and yeah. he and he was Johnny's teacher. Yes, back, teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he is just a psychopath, and the stuff that. He gets away with teaching these kids. The <laughs> violence that these children are perpetrating on each other yeah. is, it's insane. He has one move where they, they literally rip testicles off of the kids, right? Uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> or they don't, they like, you grab. No, but there's nuts. serious grab injuries. The there's comas involved. Like, it's a crazy show, but the acting you is sweep great. Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> I love this show, man. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I tore through season three. I can't wait for more. Um, they so see, season three wasn't your favorite, but no. it wasn't bad enough to where you would say where you're going to write it off. Forever. Oh no, I'm in. I'm invested in the show now. But um, yeah. What if they came out and said we're going to do a season five before we do a season four? <laughs> would you still be in? Yeah. Well, I, I if this show, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if they're like we're going to do season four in space. <laughs> <laughs> they set a dojo up on Mars. Uh, they set dojos up everywhere, man. <laughs> it's like, we're going to set a dojo up. Dojo Space Station. Cobra Kai Space. I, I think you would really enjoy this show. I really, really think I that you specifically would enjoy through, would love this show. I can't get through the episodes. I've tried. I think I made it through three. Just keep going. Of the first season. But I just feel like there's so much more to enjoy than this show. No. For me. It's like the number one show in the country. For other people. That doesn't mean it's my number one show. I'm telling you, you would like this show. I am not that involved. You love karate stuff so much more than I do. <sighs> I don't know. Okay. All right. I like Bruce Lee. Let's he's, go he's on. Cool. Go on. You. Go ahead. You're up. I'm not saying I don't like your show. I just don't necessarily want to watch it. Okay. That's fine. You don't have to hate me for I it. I don't hate you. Why are you being so mean? I don't need to be the same person as you. You need to listen to me, Jerry. I have my entire life, <laughs> I feel like. But I don't know. Maybe I'll ingest more of it. I'll take you down the right path. Trust me. I have always trusted Let you. Let me be your done, Sherpa. <laughs> you've always done well for me. Like with Doctor Who... Doctor Who. I'm sure there's more. There's a lot more. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just remember Doctor Who. Like that that changed my life. It yeah. really did. And we don't watch it anymore. And that's I know. a shame. Isn't let's that sad? let's watch that. We're looking for new stuff to watch. Let's watch it. I, that's what I need to get. You're right. Where do you watch it? I have no idea. <laughs> it's a BBC show, so it has to be on It's gotta be on something. It's on Netflix, right? I don't know if the new season's no, out yet though. See? I don't think it's on Netflix. I don't know. Amazon or Hulu? We'll we'll figure it out. Peacock, Quibi, Disney Plus. Not Quibi. <laughs> Definitely not Quibi. Oh, there's that's a news article for you. We're not doing news articles. Oh, we gotta right. finish this. We only got thirty minutes left. Thirty minutes. Oh yeah, we do. Okay. Uh so the last thing that we were watching, Chris and I both. So I started doing this and Chris tagged along and said, I'm going to watch all of it as well because you are doing this. And I Amy and I sat down and watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. In we were all we were going to do it all in one day. Uh, the that was the big plan: do it all in one day. And we had every like like all mindset set to just like sit on the couch and watch like x amount of hours of movies. And we watch one, like started cooking some things, and then she gets called into work because she was on call. For just one day on on New Year's Day or Saturday or something, um, and she got called in to do like an appendix or something. So that ruined that day. And okay, we only watched one movie. Then she came home. We watched the second one. Uh, that was a Sunday morning, so we watched the second one, and then we ended up watching the third one that afternoon. And um, I I enjoy them. Amy enjoyed them. That was the first time Amy had ever seen any of them. I forgot so much about these movies. Like, there is so much story that is given to you through these movies. There are things that I have gripes about. Oh, okay. Well, I you said you were going to do it, and I'm an avid Lord of the Rings fan. Mm-hmm. I have been my whole life. Like, huge, huge fan. But it had been a long time since I've gone back and watched those movies. Um especially really sat down and watched them all the way through. I didn't do it all in one day, but I mean, <clears throat> I've seen them all a hundred times, but watching them back again, I feel like that they're the type of movies you need to kind of watch once a year, you know, or really, yeah, you just kind of got to watch them because you always pick up on things. There was a lot that I also forgot about. Um, I mean, not really, but I enjoyed seeing again. I just had the best time ever rewatching these <laughs> movies. I'm going to tell you what, like it felt, and, and this is going to sound I, dumb, all right? It felt, it felt like a religious experience, like really? going back and watching Holy these cow. movies again. I had a very good time too, just because Amy and I were sitting down and watching a movie, and we're like not interrupted. We just got very lucky with the kids going to grandma's houses and us being a, able to sit and watch that amount of show you know like that time slot of show we had the opportunity to do that and it was very fun just being able to do that and not having any like regret or uh like stress thinking you should be doing something else right like amy and i both are the same way where if we sit down and start watching something we immediately have this like remorse that we think we need to be doing something productive yeah and but we watched nine hours worth of TV and had none of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, she went to work in between this, but there was nothing we could do about that. So what's your gripes? So my first gripe right off the bat is 
There should be no praise for Frodo at all. None. Zero. Why? The man would have been dead. Or the the Hobbit, I should say, not a man. The Hobbit would have been dead right off the bat if his good buddy Sam wasn't right there with him. Yeah. Sam is the savior of this kingdom. Uh, yeah. 100%. I think that's established. In I the just movie. don't. Why? In the movies, but everybody's like, Frodo, Frodo. And then if you weren't involved with Lord of the Rings at all, the first name that people bring up is like, oh, Frodo carried the ring. No, you need to talk about Sam, the dude that made that guy live. Yeah. Like forced him to live. Correct. Everybody loves Sam, but you have to acknowledge the effort to carry carry the ring. the, the, The torment, mental anguish. Right, but if he had nobody else there with him, he would have been killed right away. It, it doesn't matter. The point is, nobody else could do it. I understand that. I think Sam could have. It, it basically killed him. Almost. No, it, it did, in fact. I mean, that's why he left Middle-earth. He left, but he's not dead. Well, I mean, he... It's the realm beyond realms. It's like the realm of... Uh, I read about it afterwards. He goes to, because goes I was to, like, he goes to Valinor, which is... yeah. It, it it's not it's all the ring bearers have to eventually go they don't have to but they're they allowed to so valinor is the um so a lot of people misconstrue it as thinking it's the afterlife of some kind no it's, it's like it's a not, spirit realm it's not even no it's just a okay so in the history of middle earth right um or actually middle earth is just a continent yeah. on a planet Yes. And Valinor is another continent on that same planet. And at one time, there was a continent in between that connected them mm-hmm. that, was, that men lived on. Uh, I think it was called Numenor or something along those lines. And this is pre um, the Lord of the Rings movies. But um, that falls and it sinks, mm-hmm. basically. It's meant to be kind of like Atlantis yeah. in theory. So Valinor, at that point, you have actually... You sail to. Yeah, but it actually gets moved and it's basically a different planet. Huh. So at one time, they all existed on one Earth, and that, the earth, that Earth was flat, mm-hmm. all right? And then after the fall of Numenor, I think it's called, uh, Valinor actually becomes essentially another planet separate from, well, I can't remember the name of the planet. It's not Earth. Yeah. Um, so you can't, just not anybody can just access it. Right, and you're you're not allowed to. Right, like, well, they're not elves. allowed to even I mean, be that there. Is like the that's where elves go. Yeah, but there's also like there's different like angelic beings there. Yeah, well, like um, like Gandalf. So the 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 Maya, I think they're called. Yes, his race basically. Um, they can go there. They're angelic beings, and then also the gods live there. Yeah. Um. So because when when Gandalf fell with that like. Uh, Borg, what's that thing called? Bullrog. Bullrog. When he fell down with that and ended up killing it, he says, and when he becomes Gandalf the White, he says he goes to that place, and when he's done... He's actually brought back by, essentially, so how the... There is a one God Uh that is the creator. Yes. But then there are, basically think of them as like the Greek gods underneath that. Okay. That were also created by that creator. Um, So they're all there. Mm -hmm. All right. And it's elves are immortal, so they're there permanently now. Right, once they go they there, give up, unless they give up their thing, they're still immortal. They're just immortal on on Middle Earth. Then they just can't go there. Can't go where? 
to Valinor. They're not allowed to go no, to Valinor. No, I thought, um, like, Liv Tyler's character, I thought she was going to die. She did die. Of The only way that elves can die is they can be killed, or in her case, she died of a broken heart after Aragorn died. No, I know, but when she gave it up, when she gave up her thing that said she was going to be like a mortal being like him. No, she would have been immortal. That was the problem. That is what her father was trying to tell her. You're going to stay the same age and everybody's going to die around you. Well, I know, but then I thought she had a discussion with Aragorn and said, I would much rather die with you than live and see you die. I don't know, but no, she's, a, she's still immortal, huh. just on Middle Earth. I, I must have misinterpreted like that. At the time of that movie, Legolas is over 2,000 years old. Yeah, well, I know a lot of them are. Um, he's actually older than Gandalf. Yeah, because, um, well, shoot, it was like 2,500 years after the ring was like in the, like it was in that creek when... Um, oh, 500 years. That's how, long, that's how long Smeagol had the ring was like 500 years. Holy smokes. He had it that long? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, we're getting yeah. we're getting deep. I know, but that's the discussion I wanted to have because there's a lot of it that is hard to understand. You know, there's just let me enlighten you then. Bring <clears throat> so me this your... is this is part of my gripe. So another one of my gripes is that um, I understood I understand a lot more of it because I read about it, obviously. But in Amy's case, like she's never going to go and read about Lord of the Rings, so. In watching those movies, I don't feel like you can understand them correctly just by watching the movie. Like they oh, don't absolutely, they don't expand on no. But you don't need it for those movies. You can you're you're can if there's you're, you're, it still raises so many questions watching those movies. But your regular your regular viewer can be content and going okay, he's a wizard. Period. There, there's These are a, elves. No, period. there's still a lot of holes that raise questions okay, for like a standard viewer. Like, can humans mate with hobbits? Yes. Yes, yeah, they can. Absolutely. They're and all humanoid. Do their they're chil- all humans. Do their children have big feet? Elves are humans. No, they're not. They're well, elves. No, they're all... Humanoid. I no, understand, no, no, like, no. the body type. No, they're all humans. There's the race of man, yes. men. Yes. There's the race of elves. There's the race of hobbits and there's the race of dwarves, but they are all Homo sapiens. They can crossbreed. Really? Yes. All so the elves were made. They were the first children of God, okay. essentially. And I, I think the gods name like Argo or something like that. But they're the first ones created. Um, uh, men are created. They there's no. I, as far as I know, they don't really know how how or when the hobbits are created. Um, what about dwarves? But they're like common ancestors. For, dwarves are different. Okay. So dwarves, one of the sons of God, basically. So one of the demi, demigods, which would be like one of your Greek gods, mm-hmm. basically was like a manufacturer. He was like that Greek god that's... Hammering. Uh, hammering stuff. <laughs> okay. And he, he actually got like a little ahead of himself. And he's like, he created dwarves in his image to like teach them all of his shit. And then when like one god found out about it, he was pissed. Really? And I don't remember the rest of the story, but they're actually not created. Um, they're actually separate, the dwarves. So they're not Homo sapiens. Obviously. I don't know. I don't know about that, but hmm. they're just not as equal as the others, apparently. 
There's more to it. I can't remember. Have you read any of the Similarian? Yeah, that's where I got some of this, a lot of this, but most of it you get got to get by going to like the Lord of the Rings wikis and yeah, and research. People are so into this. Tolkien was into it. The, the amount that this guy did, this is all he did basically. He was like a professor at Oxford. Yeah, and he just figured out the intricacies of of all of this. So I saw I saw his desk and like. There was pens and like handwritten notes and stuff up in. Um, yeah, him and C.S. Lewis. They yes. both worked together. They were at the same college. They were both at Oxford, I believe. But there's a college up in yeah. Illinois that they were both at too. Because Isn't it that's Wheaton? where. Isn't yes, Wheaton? Wheaton. That's what I'm. It's Wheaton Christian College. But I was there and um, yeah, they have a whole like display of all of their stuff. And I was reading handwritten things by Tolkien and C.S. Lewis. It was just. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. C.S. Lewis. It's like crazy to think. C.S. Lewis took a lot from Tolkien. Oh, absolutely. He totally... Uh, but they, they were, were friends, in a writing, so they, they were, were cool. in a writing guild. Yeah. There was a guild of writers, and I can't remember right now because I can't remember anything on the podcast of who was in that writing guild. If you know, comment on Facebook or wherever and uh, fill us in. But there was like four or five writers that would come together and literally share stories. It's unbelievable to think that this caliber of writer had others that they were talking to and like sharing stories with and then getting like gaining story from, you know? Yeah. And seeing, so they had a big map of middle earth and everything that he hand drew, uh, on like a big map, like he hand drew a map his himself and it's on display there. All of this stuff blew me away that, I wasn't expecting it, and I walked into this building not even knowing that this was there. And then the lady was, this is like what she lived for, was having a person walk into this building not knowing it was there because she like immediately started glowing and was like, let me tell you all about this stuff. And she literally gave me a tour of everything that was there. It's awesome. Um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, I mean... uh yeah, there's so much backstory you can go and figure out. So this this takes place, in, I think it's the third age of men, right? Or is it the fourth age of men? I don't know. So I was reading this um, thing that it was basically the timeline. So the idea behind all this is this is stuff that happened here, you know, however many years ago. So like now the earth is in like the seventh age of men or eighth age of oh, men. Oh, I see. Yeah. I guess I didn't I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So what, So when they leave at the end of the movie, that when the last ship goes and yes. Frodo goes. Now there are more people that go after that. Like well, Sam Sam does. Uh Sam goes after his wife dies. And his and kids. Legolos builds a ship and him and Gimli go. Gimli's the only oh, dwarf really? to go. Yeah. And he only gets to go because he at that point cannot be separated from Legolos. Because they are like one in the same. They're really like best friends, so they both get to go. Okay. Um, but uh, w- what was I talking about? Oh, um, yes. So at, when they all go at the end, the last of the elves, basically, they're like, that's it now. Now it's the age of men. Oh, I see. Now it's the age. Of, they say that. Yeah. Like the age of men is starting. Like, yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But no, um, there's still after that though. There are still dwarves that... and hobbits and elves, but like they're dwindling. Yes, it, that's all dwindling. They all like know it's it's time to go. This the age of men is starting. So here's a question that I have, and and Amy brought it up too. Is like, 
So if Gandalf is so powerful, like why didn't he do more? Why didn't he emit more power to protect people or... I don't know if he's necessarily as powerful as you might think or expect him to be. So he's not like some all-powerful force. Now, there is one scene in Gondor where the Nazgul start attacking. And earlier in that movie, he shines a light to scare him away. And I wondered to myself, why he didn't do that again in the city to repel them? Yes. But he's not like a... I mean, he is, and and Nolan pointed out, he is an angelic being is what they're considered, essentially, like a demigod. But they're not all powerful. I mean, they're not as powerful as you might think. No. I don't necessarily think he can overcome everything. But I feel like he has wizardly ability. What, though? You haven't shown a lot of specific wizardly abilities that would be he does though like in certain aspects where he's like muttering spells or like muttering um well he talks to the moth so he can talk to animals that's not necessarily gonna help you there was different things where he's like uh, i I don't know specifically i i guess i do i think of him as relatively powerful i mean he's more powerful than anybody else there so his race of um it starts with an m they were sent there basically by God to like, and Nolan just pointed out to act as guides. Basically that was their role. And that's, he does that. And that's his role there. And that's why he was sent back after he got um, defeated or, you know, he got killed basically. That's why he was sent back to finish his job to act as a guide. So it kind of throws an aspect of fate and what is predetermined? I mean, it throws sure. a lot of those questions up in the air. The same questions that we all deal with every day when you deal with religion. Um, I yeah yeah you're right. I just you would assume, I guess you would, most people would just assume that he would use more ability. Maya, that's right. If he could, but he doesn't. He does use a lot of ability, but he doesn't. There's no point in that where he displays that he has some like huge you know okay so well, there's more so, in the books but why some. doesn't he follow why doesn't he follow frodo what's the purpose of him not going with frodo because you would feel like that would be the best chance for frodo to survive is if gandalf went with him rather than stay back to fight well, other people i mean we know why nobody else can go with frodo because they can't resist the the ring absolutely either can gandalf he he knows that he knows that, He's but he's scared by it. He keeps it covered up. I think he has more of an ability to stay away from the ring than anybody else. I think he knows that he, at some point, would be too tempted either to take it or to take over, or he would be too conspicuous. That's the whole point: is the hobbits can get through undetected. Okay, that okay, that right there makes more sense to me than anything else. Yeah, and no one points out too. He would take the ring, and so would anybody. That's the point. The hobbits have an innate ability to withstand the ring's right. you know Draw. issues. Yeah. Now they've established a little bit too that dwarves also have a pretty good ability to resist the temptations of the ring. But because they're the the dwarves had rings too. There was mm-hmm. you know rings all over the place. There's lots of rings. There's only the one ring, right? But there are them. other rings. Um, the and they and the other rings also warped the minds, the minds of the men. Obviously, they all 
turned into Nazgul basically because they couldn't handle the rings. I mean, right. And in the dwarf, in the case of the dwarves, it made them lust for treasure, lust for gold, and that essentially was what what their downfall was. And you know, being attacked by smog mm-hmm. and other dragons who were agents of Mordor, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, the hobbits had a unique ability to carry that ring without you know, with the most perseverance, hmm. except for. And they're really small. I don't think they Except make... Except for Bilbo. I don't think... Uh, I mean, he had it for a long time. He did have it for a really long time, and it kept him from aging, um, is what Gandalf says. Now... Until he gave it up. But how, he gets very intense about that ring in the first movie. I don't think they do a good job of expressing in this movie just how small hobbits are. So they're like... Two foot? Yeah, two, three foot tall. That's what I've heard, or th- that's what I've read, is that they were like two to three foot tall, but... Um, no, you think of them a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Like four, at least four foot, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah. if that looks as big. But I do love it when they have like a shot of like a large area, like pulled out shot of a large area, and you see the little hobbits running around like children. Yeah. I think that's great. There's something I, I laugh every time. I can't like, remember. <laughs> one of the actors, I don't know if it's uh, Elijah Wood, Elijah Wood, right? Yeah. Name. Or it was um, the other dude. One of them's taller than Ian McKellen. No. Yeah. Yeah. Elijah Wood's definitely not. Not Elijah. He's a relatively Wood. short. One person. of them hobbits is actually tall. Well, uh, the guy who pays Gimli is like six two. He is. Yeah. Holy crap! So anywhere, and it's basically just him in close-ups. It's Everything face, else is a yeah. stunt double. It's his face makeup that is all you see. Yeah, they don't do a good job of establishing like how durable the dwarves are because a lot of the movie you're thinking like these guys are going to get their asses kicked. Yeah, but they're almost like superhumanly durable. Oh, really? Yeah, dwarves are. Yeah, but and and so are elves, obviously. Yeah, but what about Aragorn? He's not. He's just a human. Um, yeah, he's a human derived from a line of humans that are like Aragorn lives hundreds of years. He does? Yeah, and I think Nolan said it earlier. He's descended from those Numorians, so the Atlanteans, essentially. Right. So it might have been a different, like, offshoot of mankind. Oh, yeah, Aragorn has Numorian blood as well. Yeah, Hmm. so they are more durable, apparently, because I think he lives a couple hundred years. Oh, he says, um, Nolan says, also Bilbo is the only person in the history of the ring who gave it up willingly. Like yeah. just willing. I mean, even Frodo didn't. Frodo did not. Yeah, he just lost it because Smeagol took it from him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Frodo failed miserably. I mean, I, I don't know how you can say that. He didn't really. He was going to. He was the going only, to fail. Yeah. He was absolutely going to fail. The only reason he didn't is because his finger was chewed off. And Sam. And Sam. Yeah. That's what I mean. So yes, he he. Bared the weight of the ring all the way. But it warped his mind. It took everything out of them. That's the point. I guess. So they're not completely like impervished to the ring. Like they are affected by it. Well, I think that there's a certain aspect of as the dark as uh Sauron grows in power, so does the ring. But it was only 13 months from the time they left. Right, but think of the amount Sauron grew in power and also well, the closer did, yeah. you get to him. 
the and more that ring grows. How many in power. times he put it on his freaking finger? That's another gripe I have. Like Frodo knows what happens when he puts it on his finger. He knows that they see him. Sauron sees him. The Nazgul see him. Like everything is seeing him. As soon as he puts that freaking ring on his finger, and he chooses to do it multiple times. Well, it's that or be dead. A so. couple times, a couple times, it's that or be dead. But there are multiple times where he's like, where I just felt like he really didn't need to put that on the finger at that point in time. Like there was no reason for it. And then they see him, and he just keeps it on, standing there, scared, running around. Take it off your finger, man. You don't need it on there. I wouldn't have put it on my finger. What else? all i got so which one is your favorite out of three out of the three and by the way i'm i'm watching uh battle of the five armies now the last hobbit movie i've watched oh you are i i haven't ever watched those what i think i watched i watched the first hobbit but after that i don't think i've seen any of them i think they're pretty good really i just heard so many people be like negative it's not lord of the rings but they're pretty good. Anyway, let's give it a um, Of the three. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, I think the very first one. Really? Yeah. Wow, that is not, that's, that is not my favorite one. Why? Um, well, I, I think the second one's my favorite one. Um, it would be either the first or the second. The last one is not my, is my least I mean, favorite. I love all of them. But I, I think the second one with the Battle of Helm's Deep. And you got Gandalf coming, the sunlight blinding the orcs, coming over the mountain with the riders of Rohan. Okay. Yeah, you're filling me in on stuff that I might have forgot about. Yeah. And do you realize, did you, did you see how I told you, like, Carl Urban is... Yeah. Um, I can't remember that. Emery or Aramore a- a- or something like that. He's, like, the leader of the riders of Rohan. As soon as he came up, I was like... I love I'm... how they have names. They're like, the Rohirrim. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I saw him, I was like, man, I know that guy. Who is that you guy? Can, I, I didn't even... You told me, and I didn't even catch it until about halfway through, and I'm like, oh, man, it looks nothing like him, really. I, it, it's just like a little bit of his face just caught me, and I was like, man, I know I know him. So I looked he it looks up. looks so young. And I start scrolling through on IMDb, all of the actors, and it said Carl Urban, and I was like looking at him and looking at the screen, I was like... Fucking Carl Urban. Like, that's the dude. But, um, yeah, maybe the second one was. I love the first one just because I, the whole, the scene that does it for me, like every aspect of the entire movie, the whole scene that does it for me is when Gandalf uh, stops that, what's it called? A burlog? Balrog. Balrog, where he says, you shall not pass, and slams his staff down. I love that scene. So in the book, everything um, about it. Before they get to that point, when the orcs are chasing them, he casts a spell of protection that's supposed to like stop the orcs so they can get out of the next doorway or wherever they need to go. See, and it takes like all of his energy. I love that. And he is like hobbled after that. So then, when they get to the bridge, he can do nothing else but other than just crumble the bridge. Oh. Why did they not add that? I don't know. Well, they probably, I don't, they might have in the extended version, but I'm not sure. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love Peter that. Peter Jackson aspect claims of it. he's got like hours more footage. Really? That they're waiting to release an even more extended version down the road. For real? Yeah. 
Holy smokes. So what are they doing with the TV show on Amazon? I don't think anybody knows the answer to that question yet. Oh, really? You don't know anything about it? No. Oh, a Nolan says Two Towers Easy. Yeah, Two Towers has kind of always been my favorite. Um, and Sam's speech. He's right. Sam's speech is amazing. Um, the two, worst part about the last movie two towers is, is the good. very ending. The It's so weird when they were all running into that bedroom and like laughing in slow motion. <laughs> Yes, and so, then and then it and then after that, like, a, that's that's where Amy had the biggest problem. Is like so that all happened, the whole bedroom thing, right? And they're all laughing, and it's quiet, and you don't hear, or it's just like music playing. You hear nobody speak, but then it goes to like the next scene, and then and there's then like the next twenty scene, more minutes, and then the yeah. next scene, and she's like, "This is the longest <laughs> ending of a movie I've ever seen in my life." Because every scene you think is going to be the last, like it's okay. It's done. Nope. Let's do another one. Yeah. And it, that was aggravating. I, w- I guess I agree. You've, you've swayed me to the two tower- towers. You're right. There's so much. But the Battle of Gondor is great, too. The Battle of Pelennor Fields with the big Oliphants or whatever they call them. In yeah. The, and Legolos. And well, that's true. And the third one. But I- What's the other girl's name? Not Eowyn. Uh, Arwen? No. The the king's the, ro- yeah, the, the king's ro- daughter. It's his niece, I think. Okay, yeah. here's another thing: like the love affair, kind of the small love affair between her and Aragorn. Uh, one sided, but yeah, very one sided. But you have to think, like at the end of that movie, when uh, Liv Tyler, what's her uh, Arwen name, Arwen comes back and like she's behind the little banner and she sneaks out, and then they immediately start kissing. She has to be in the crowd there somewhere. No, she is. They show her. She's banging Faramir at that point. Is she? Her and Faramir I I hook never up. Caught on to that. Yeah, I don't remember when that they're at crowning all. him king. But you'd have to. You think. see her and Faramir next to each other, and they're a couple. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. How did they become a couple? I, they don't show it in the show. But no, because at that point, I didn't even know that because they even, you're even like, spoke to each other. Main characters need to get together. <laughs> but Amy and I both were like, man. I bet you the other chick is pissed. I love that scene where she walks up to him when he's ready to get like he's getting on a horse. I think to go to the ghosts place. Oh yeah, to Um, get the the uh, army of the dead. And she's already said like to several other people. She's like, like, I'm in love with this guy. She even says it to Theoden, and he's like, You made a good choice. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. And then he walks up and she says something to him, and he's kind of like looking at her. She's like, Don't you know? And he's like. That's this isn't happening. Yeah. And like it's just a real awkward moment and I love it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, What what are you talking about here? Like, I got a girl. Yeah. You know, she's, she's on a boat, but <laughs> Right. Well, she's supposed to be. There's the... more with her in the extended edition. She comes back. She's in the movies way more than she's in the books, first off. She has a very oh, really? almost no. I was role gonna say, books. like, you don't see her that much in the movies, to I mean, be honest. Been, uh, to be fair, it's been a long time since I've read those books, but I don't even remember her as a character in the books. You there, see her in the first movie. You see her very sparingly in the second and only at the end of the third. You know who I love in that movie is Kate Blanchett's character. Oh, yeah, the uh, wood elf or... Uh, I don't remember. Angel, wood angel or something. She's, She's an very elf, good. but yeah. Yeah, she is very good, and I like... Uh, what she tells Frodo and how Frodo remembers her later with the whole tarantula thing. Another big gripe. Why the hell can you not hang on to that bottle? They drop that bottle of light yeah. so many times, and I know it's like build suspense. 
But damn, Frodo dropped it about nine times. Sam picks it up. You think Sam's going to come in and like win the day. He freaking drops it. Like, what is this? Why do you give him a slippery bottle? <laughs> like, put some gorilla tape on the outside of that thing or like some sandpaper and hang out to the bottle of sunlight. That's another thing in the extended edition they go into a lot more is they show her giving him that stuff. And they talk more about like the armor that he got. They show her giving him that light. Yes, there's so many questions about the armor. They just pull it out in the in the non extended version. He basically just pulls out. He's like, "Oh yeah, I got this light now." Well, but they have a whole scene where she gives a, him that stuff. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you don't see a scene where she's giving it to him, but he's leaving on the boat and has it in his hand, and she starts to say like, um let this be the light in the darkest times or whatever. And that's when Amy and I paused it a few times and she kept asking me what, what, what did he, what did he get? Like, what does he have? What's she talking about? And then she rewinds it. And like, we watched it again. And I said, at first I was like, Oh, it's the ring. He's, she's talking about the ring. And then I was like, no, there's something in his hand. Like, obviously it's that bottle. Something's in his hand. Like he's got a bottle. I don't know. And it was really frustrating for Amy because I didn't know the answer, because I had only seen him a couple times, and uh, I, I didn't have an answer for her. So we went like the whole movie until the tarantula scene, and then I was like, oh, that's what she was talking about. <laughs> right. Like, now we get it. So, yeah, no, I mean... But it's super slippery Pyrex, apparently, that he's hanging on to, and it needs to be roughened up a bit yeah so he has a better grip well i mean after seeing those movies a hundred times i could i could watch them again right now absolutely i would too i don't know if amy would i don't think she enjoyed them as much as i did i think the first two movies she she enjoyed but the third one was uh was work for it's dark to. man the third yeah one. it really is and and it's what, frustrating because he, he keeps getting set back yes the that's what i was gonna say is like it's so such a long time for him to get through Mordor, like to get to where he needs to go for throwing the ring in. She's she's like, man, like this could take six more movies for him to go two hundred feet, you know. And I agree, it it is it does feel that way. But like I explained to her, I was like, that's how hard it is for him. That's the weight of the ring on him. That's like he has no more left in his tank whatsoever to even move. Sam carries him for 20 miles, it looks like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It made me really excited for the whatever show they're making. Yeah. Like, I want more Lord of the Rings. So that- there's a lot more after that in the books. So... Um, but the- what what's the TV... Well, I, I already asked, but do you know if it's pertaining to, like, during the time of no 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 i know after it? no it's pre, it's a, it's a prequel it's set in the third age of men i believe or the second age of men so it's before even bilbo oh yeah oh all right yeah which i'm excited about because by the time you get to lord of the rings the elves are dwindling uh, you know the dwarves are dwindling so that's what i want more of and that's what we're going to get more of right um but in the books after frodo leaves the rest of the book's about Sam. He's the main character. Mm-hmm. And they say it. It's almost like they set up for sequels because they say, like, Frodo gives them the book. He's like, 
the rest of the book is your. It's for you to write. Right. It's for you to write. You and write your own. I, that's story the now. first time I ever watched this and go like, I think they were setting up sequels, and then they didn't do it. So, but it, what happens is, uh, well, and his kids are older when his wife dies. Like it's years. Yeah, and he and years he after. becomes the main character. Saruman comes back to the Shire. And what, ransacks the Shire. Whatever happens to Saruman? I mean, he was defeated, but he was not killed. Okay. He's so, just like left up in the tower? Yeah, he's not killed then. In the books, he comes back and starts ransacking the Shire. Oh. I think, I think if I remember, it's him and that Wormtail guy. But it might just be him. I believe he comes back and he... I could be completely wrong, but I believe he comes back as a rainbow wizard. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. And Sam and Mary and Pippin and those guys. Foyt. Yeah, they take him on. And they kill him. And he's never allowed. He's killed there, but never allowed to go to Valinor because he's banned. So he, he should be. But he can't die. He's immortal. So he loses his mortal body, but his soul is just like his ghost has to live for all of eternity without being able to do anything. Wow. And so is Sauron, because he's also, he's the yeah, same Sar- as Sar- Gandalf and Saruman. He's just a Maya. He's the same race. I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. So why is he only, so he's only a soul at the time because he was killed. No, he but, actually had, I believe, they didn't do this in the movies, and I, they did in the book, so I think he did have a physical form. They just didn't do it in the movies. Yeah, and it, it wasn't the, it wasn't uh, anything. He wasn't like a well, force to the, be reckoned with. But once the eye was in the books, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think he has an actual physical form. But once the ring is destroyed, he's destroyed. Yeah. So he is also just a spirit wandering Middle Earth for the rest of time. Soul. Yeah. Wow. What what a nightmare <laughs> that would be. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. orcs, by the way, are also humans. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. They can know. also crossbreed with elves and men and hobbits. And but I thought they were born out of the dirt. I, the urukai. I don't know the the ins and outs, but I I believe and I'm pretty sure that orcs are also a variation of humans. Hmm. I I would say that orcs are a very shockingly ugly thing. Amy had a hard time with that. She's like, they are hideous, and I don't want to look at the screen. <laughs> I don't want to look at them. Because they are. like, And that's at first, I was like, yeah, the boys can watch this. And then I started watching. I was like, no, no, they won't. They won't enjoy this. Oh, I, I, think, I think I would show it to my kids for sure. It's very dark. Um, so maybe they're not humans. I, I believe I read that orcs are actually humans. I thought orcs were orcs. That's their own race. It's not a it's not a humanoid being at all. I'm telling you, um, okay, I can read that to you right now if you want to. Orcs were the primary foot soldiers of the Dark Lord's army. Oh man. Pop-ups, you know? Oh my gosh. Don't you have a blocker? They were created by the first Dark Lord Morgoth before the first age and served him. And later, his successors in their quest to dominate Middle Earth. Da, 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 da. Many orcs, along with fallen Maya and other evil servants of Melkor, survived in the deep caves and pits, chambers, and tunnels. Of... What are you doing? Sorry, I clicked on the video and it started <laughs> playing. Um, you know what? We'll have to. 
Wow. What are you doing here? Okay. We're not going to read through that all, but I think they are um, in some way, shape, or form human. Hmm. I don't think they are. I'm going to tell you they're not. Okay. I thought orcs were their own thing, like separate from humans. They got to be. They pulled them out of mud. Yeah, that's true. And then like... They like were in a sack in the mud and they ripped them out of it. That was so the, they, that was the Urukai. Those are different than the orcs that are like Urukai are crossbred orcs with something else. Goblins, maybe? Goblins, yeah. Um I yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look into that more. Interesting. Oh, Urukai were crossbreeds of orcs and men. That's where you're getting it. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Either way, it was a very fun watch. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm excited for what's to come of Lord of the Rings. I hadn't watched it in a long time, and honestly, I haven't watched it as much as uh, you, obviously. Orcs are corrupted elves, says Nolan. Really? Yes. That makes more so sense. So they are, in that sense. I, I'm not going to say... Human, the humans, because men and elves are Homo different sapien. races, but they're both humans. They're both Homo sapien. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. Or not necessarily Homo sapiens, but you know how, like, at one time they're Neanderthals and Homo sapiens, right? And they could crossbreed. Yes, it'd be the same. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, gotcha. I get it. So Homo sapiens might be the men. Uh, Homo Neanderthalis or whatever would be like the elves. Yeah. Homo erectus. There was there was a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hum, early humans, and they're all alive at the same time. They were. There was a point in time where several of them lived at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. They're all derived from a common ancestor. Now, in the Lord of the Rings mythos, they were not derived from common ancestors. They were created. Yeah. By a god. Right. So. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I like that. Um, that's all I got. Are we, we're not doing any news now because we're at two hours and 17 minutes. So yeah, we got to go. It is the end of 110. Yeah. In like a lion, out like a lamb. This <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. So? For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See you. See ya.